Hey, it's Russ Payton with Role Playing Public Radio. We're here at RPPR Actual Play playing a new game for us, Trophy Dark. Uh, and uh, this scenario is called The Flocculent Cathedral. But I will not be running the game. Uh, Jason Cordova, uh, the uh, founder of Gauntlet Publishing, author of Brindlewood Bay, uh, and has done some work for Trophy Gold, I believe, the uh, more... The Trophy Dark is sort of the basic, uh, the standard version of the rules, and Trophy Gold is the more advanced, complex set of rules um, about doomed treasure hunters going into a, a dangerous place to get treasure, and surely nothing bad will happen to them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Jason, if you want to uh, take it from here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is yeah. really exciting. Yeah, so I normally like to start off games by doing a introductory procedure called uh, CATS. CATS is an acronym that stands for Concept, Aim, Tone, and Subject Matter. I like to do that uh, with every game I run just to establish some basic expectations for what's going to be happening, and your listeners might find that helpful as well. Mm -hmm. um, so the concept first of Trophy Dark. Trophy Dark is a horror fantasy game with an emphasis on the horror. Um, it's a storytelling game, um, though it certainly has the trappings of like kind of traditional fantasy adventure games. Um, it is a sister game to uh, a game called Trophy Gold, like Ross said. Uh, they're actually like different games. Uh, the one is like kind of more of a contained um, horror experience and the other is more of like a dungeon crawl type experience. Uh, we're doing the former. And so, yeah, Trophy Dark is about doomed treasure hunters going into a place that does not want them there. And uh, it's all about seeing how these treasure hunters meet their, uh, their end. <laughs> um, essentially uh, you are going to be uh, playing to lose in trophy dark. That's kind of our ethos at trophy HQ. This particular scenario, the flocculent cathedral is in the core trophy dark book. Uh, we consider it to be like our B one for trophy dark. It's like this, the, the introductory scenario. And so I'm very excited to run it. I don't want to say anything beyond that though. Mm -hmm. um, the aim of, uh, well, the aim of the characters is to collect treasure in order to satisfy this drive that they have. They have this like goal that's very expensive to achieve. And so they are going into these places to try to achieve or to acquire uh, and plunder relics and antiques that will help them um, uh, pay for their, their their ambitions and so that's what you'll be doing our aim as players though is to tell a good story and telling a good story in trophy dark means uh leaning into danger leaning into uh betrayal leading into um your characters uh suffering and 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 poor fate whenever the time comes and so that's sort of the idea try to keep them alive but when the time comes be ready to uh, lead into the bad stuff and give us a good story and then uh, our aim as a play group is we'll make characters first and then after i'm done with my spiel we'll make characters and then we'll introduce them and then we will uh We'll get playing. The game is structured. It has a structure that's called a ring structure. So there are five rings and it's a, it's kind of a linear progress, um, from ring one through ring five. And I suspect we'll probably get through the first couple of rings today. And then if we have a chance to play again, we'll do rings three, four, and five at another time. If I've uh, learned anything from Dante, it's going deeper in the rings makes things easier, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, it certainly makes everything much more um, uh, <laughs> obvious as you get closer to the end. Um, the tone of the game is dark, as you might imagine. And um, 
it really is a very like grimy, gritty game. Uh, these are not heroes. Uh, these are, these are bad people meeting bad fates. So, uh, just kind of understand that. And in terms of subject matter, um, we helpfully list all of the subject matter, uh, things on each incursion in the book. And the ones for this one are, let's see here. Whoop. Um, alcohol, body horror, drowning, insects and spiders, manipulation and religion. Um, all right, great. And, uh, we'll have safety tools on the table. Um, I don't really know what your, what RPPR's policy is in general for safety tools, but for this game, we're going to be doing, um, We'll have uh, three tools. We'll say uh, the open open door policy. Um, it would be weird to just leave <laughs> in this re- in this recording, but I suppose if you have to, by all means, go for it. Uh, the X card. Um, if something happens that makes you uncomfortable in an unfun way, uh, you can say X card or tell me on chat, and um, I'll stop play and we'll figure out what to change to, to keep going and then uh we'll do like kind of a roaming lines and veils lines are things that we just prefer not to have in the story at all and veils are things that we're okay with being in the story but we prefer not to role play it um mm. i'll give an example of what i mean by that uh so i always have as a line uh sexual violence i don't want to have sexual violence in the story uh as a veil i'm going to put torture behind a veil i'm okay with having torture in the game and that being something characters do. I just prefer not to role play uh, that and, or show it too graphically as we describe it Um, for roaming lines and veils, essentially just if we're about to run up into something that you decide you don't want to do content wise, just we'll say right then and we'll line it then. And then we'll, we'll from then from that point forward, we won't do it. Um, I think that's all I've got for cats. Do you guys have any questions about any of that stuff? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited okay, to delve into the uh, uh, forbidden place. Yes, indeed. The 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 the, the what's this for? This horse has a name. I don't remember what it is, but I'll introduce it in a bit. I guess oh. the gloaming mire. <laughs> yeah. uh, I should mention I'm here with Caleb and Bass uh, as our players today. Hello, Bass. Mm. Sorry, I just Hi. like I, <laughs> I just dived into my spiel. Yeah, yeah. no worries, no worries. Yeah. Hello. Um, yeah, so why don't we go ahead and make characters? So I'm going to send you a link here in the chat. Mm-hmm. This link is a link to our online character keeper for Trophy Dark. Um, just click on that and head over to the tab that says Treasure Hunters. And there you will find um, there are three, co- four columns. We only need three. Uh, for your characters, there's a yellow box that says that starts in Trophy Dark. You play a Doomed. Da, 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 da. Just follow the instructions and do everything it says to do, and um, you will have your character made. It's there's only about four choices you have to make ultimately. Um, okay. Yeah. So the only thing I ask is you don't duplicate anything when you're making characters. I don't care otherwise what you pick, but just try not to have any duplication of right. elements. Uh, I'll take the second character sheet. Yeah, pre-made sheets. Or, I mean, the pre like there's a list. It's kind of like um, reminds me of Powered by the Apocalypse. Like there's a list of like player names. Yeah, it's all pick lists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's. I mean, you can make up things too, but yeah. it's, if you just want to grab something from the drop downs, you can do that. Too. I'm gonna be Parda. Parda. Yeah, there's a drop down list of uh, player character names. Uh, the like I put my player name in the. Um, I'll yeah, start by putting thing. your player name in that yellow box. Yeah, so we're not okay. filling in someone else's thing. See. I want to be part of. <laughs> I can be part. Yeah, I can be uh, uh, part of hat part of. You can be 
uh red shirt part of, yeah <laughs> you're you're part of part of the problem oh, Russ. Oh. sorry that was fucking terrible i apologize <laughs> dang got me damn it i just picked that one caleb oh shit sorry no no that. you're you can be orlin i'll go be our our whatever i picked over here akale 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 <laughs> Was putting me somewhere else. Would anyone object if I was an herbalist? Uh, no, I pick sorcerer. Yeah, each um, character has like their current occupation and then their background, which is kind of what they were before they were a treasure hunter. Ooh, and that gives them another skill when you pick your background. All right, I'm going to pick Yusuf Royal as my background. Are the uh, drives per background, or is that just like a, the list of you? Just choose, yeah, okay. um, and. In terms of like what the drives all mean, it's very, very open-ended. So basically when we play, you're kind of giving it meaning, right? Um, there's, there are some, there are some things in the setting that are established, uh, in the various materials, but for our purposes today, you can kind of, um, essentially just make up things as we go. Mm-hmm. So. But if you have any questions about a particular thing and I know the answer, I can certainly tell you. So. There's um uh, trophies actually. There's actually three books. Uh, there's dark gold, and there's another book called Loom. And Loom has all the like setting materials in it. So okay. most of the setting materials. In terms of rituals, um, you can pick up to three, but for each ritual you pick, it increases your starting ruin. Um, uh-huh. and that is a the starting ruin is kind of like a it just puts you closer to being uh dead <laughs> so, or or doomed. Um, so it's kind of a trade off. Um realistically you're probably not going to use more than one or two rituals in the right. game so uh but if you just have a really strong feeling about having three by all means go for it okay yeah. how do i delete a ritual then uh you should just be able to pick an- another drop down and it should uh do it no i mean like if i if now that i know oh everyone... you don't want anything to, oh I uh, well i just like yeah can i just yeah. delete it okay yeah i think you probably just delete it yeah, okay. it should be fine yeah. all right uh, cause I do want Leviathan. I'll, I'll just put, okay, that works. <laughs> I like the idea of being able to draw forth a creature of the deep. That's, mm-hmm. uh, it's very potentially fun. Um, all right, cool. What are you defrocked priest? I was looking at demonologist. Okay. So I got, uh, let's see here. Occupation background drive. I picked a ritual and that's it. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, if you, uh, I think the last thing is if you just find an image for your character, you can post it in that little image URL thing, but it's not, it's up to you if you want to do that or not. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll skip that for now. The, the setting is, uh, I assume because I'm a rat catcher, um, you know, medieval fantasy. It is. Yeah. It's kind of, um, I would, I would say it's probably like, like there are no uh there are no firearms in the game mm-hmm. um but there are certainly um um like it's definitely like iron age or you know somewhere thereabouts so cool in terms of technology level yeah say the uh the as a rat catcher i'm assuming i probably know about as much about the natural world as uh, a doctor <laughs> at this point, if not more. Um, I I took defrocked priest as a background, but I gotta tell you, the urge to take banished dancer really <laughs> spoke to me, and I was like, I, I feel this. I like that you're an emboldened rat catcher. You're you're pretty. You're a very 
Like you're really good at rat catching, I guess. You're just uh, like, ah. Huh. Well, the strip club wants the banished dancers. You stealing tips? You stealing tips? You son of a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> he lives for catching rats. It is his cause only... a fight in the locker room. That was what I will do. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Baz, you're gonna you have three rituals. Your starting ruin is actually four. Oh, cool. Damn, um, uh, is that good or is that bad? That's real bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, Love bad. Yeah, you get a chance to lower your ruin a little bit, um, but not beneath your starting ruin. No, not which is yeah, now four. Four. Yeah, fucking <laughs> hell. Cool. Um, it just means you're going to be the most treacherous of the characters probably most likely (laughs) in order to stay alive you'll have to Uh, I'm going to have this column we're not using the most best thing (laughs) excuse me sir how dare you I always look after my friends and make sure that they make it through the game Uh uh (laughs) alright I never once sold any of you out in a game never never Um, taking a look at your drives right now, I'll kind of give you just a real basic background on some of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, so that you know, but, but don't feel too, uh, beholden to it. Um, so Kaldur, uh, is the name of the, is the general name of the setting. It's called Kaldur. And then the forest, uh, that is the kind of principal adventuring location of Trophy Dark is called the Kaldur. <laughs> um, and then ancient Kaldur is the civilization that was there where the forest is now it used to like it used to be there the forest grew over it though mm-hmm. uh that ancient civilization was much more advanced than the current day situation or civilization so that's sort of the idea behind ancient Kaldor. um nagana is a continent uh that is a different continent and uh their whole thing is snakes they're super into snakes so that's kind of their deal um and we don't know much about the cult of darawan at this point uh the cult of darawan is pretty wide open baz so you can kind of do whatever you want with that so hmm. but if we're ready to go we'll go ahead and introduce these characters yeah, yeah. um so i'm going to go in the order of the sheet and basically just uh let me know your occupation your background and really importantly your drive and if you want to talk about your rituals you can do that too uh we'll start with caleb and orlin uh hi everyone i'm caleb uh i'm gonna play orlin he him he is an emboldened rat catcher turned herbalist. Uh, I imagine if you are catching rats, you are making your own poisons at this point in time. So uh, I imagine that teaches you a thing or two about plants. And I think Orlin is tired of the fed up, um, you know, traditional uh, science of leeches and bleeding or whatever it is at this point in history. Uh, and he wants to learn more about, you know, the magical nature of nature. Um, so uh, he's going to publish some. Insights from ancient Kaldur, assuming he does not die horrifically. Uh, he can entangle stuff in plants, which is pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And Ross, tell us about Parda. Uh, hey, it's Ross Payton, and I am playing Parda, the sorcerer pronouns he, him. Uh, Parda is a, as I mentioned, a sorcerer. Uh, his background is usurped royal. Um, so I imagine some court entry kicked his family out, uh, or kicked him out of the, uh, of you know, uh, being next in line for the throne. Uh, so his drive is to win the heart of the heir apparent, uh, Nagata, and uh, basically, yeah, it's a way to get back into a place of power. So uh, going into this place and getting some sort of 
massive treasure to prove my worth to win the heart of the heir apparent uh, as a way to get back to the good life uh, is uh, my, my as, as befits uh, someone of royal blood. Uh, and uh, Pardot knows the Leviathan ritual, which draws forth a creature of the deep, which is going to be very situational. I hope there is a deep area that I can draw creatures from, uh, you know, a lake or something. Maybe a, yeah. a a creature from the the murky swamp. There, yeah, <laughs> swamp. The yeah, can... I take a swamp <laughs> leviathan. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds good. Uh, very mm. situational, but very useful if uh, I can pull it off. So, yeah. Leviathan, relatively speaking, okay. we'll say. <laughs> oh, good, awesome. All right, let's go to Baz and Akale. I'm Baz. I'm playing Akale. Uh, they them uh, as a demonologist, uh, former priest who was defrocked for. Uh, for um what was for her- heretical pursuits like which demons. led them to their yeah, who's to say who's to say ross <laughs> perhaps it was demons we don't know um but yes that is their backstory and uh they want to resurrect the cult of darawan which um yeah i don't i'm not entirely sure i don't even think Akali knows exactly what that means Demons uh, talked a lot about Darawan, I guess. Yeah, the demons mentioned it a bunch in his research. It's He's just like, another form of Protestantism. Don't worry. They, yeah. they, they replicate like viruses. Like yeah. So like, aliens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the um the, the demons told him that told him that uh Darawan, the cult of Darawan is important and that he needs to or they need to um bring that back. Stolas was all about Darawan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just kept saying Darawan over and over again. Yeah. <clears throat> That's it. <laughs> Uh, their rituals are doom, so you know, give an opinion sense of doom to someone as a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can animate a dead body, and I can cast darkness over things, stuffing all nearby light. Weird how you weren't popular with the other vicars. What with those pursuits, it's <laughs> the coolest was, guy at the monastery, uh, the necromancer. Yeah, just ignore him. He's I was born this way. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Okay, so let me just go over a couple of uh, gameplay things before we begin. So this is a um, this is a really, really uh, sort of dark and doomed kind of story. I've mentioned that already. Um, At a certain point, it's going to become really obvious that your character is basically just there to satisfy their own ends and betray the group in order to stay alive and whenever that moment comes you should lean into it it's also going to become there's going to reach a point where your character is probably going to be lost to the forest or otherwise dead or changed in some really dramatic negative way Uh, whenever that time comes be ready to lean into it and so uh, we call that play lose in trophy hq and so um, keep that kind of in the back of your mind another thing is that the game is like very much a collaborative storytelling game. So I have uh, a scenario that we call an incursion. Um, it's the Flocculent Cathedral. It has a structure. It's a very linear structure. Um, but it's mostly just a sort of skeleton of an adventure. The the actual like blood and meat and bones of the story comes from what we all do right now at the table. And 
that collaborative storytelling part comes out in a lot of different ways, but there are two kind of key ways. The first is the posing and answering of questions. I will pose lots of questions to you as we play, um, questions that explore the world, the environment, questions about your character and their background. In a lot of ways, we're getting these characters at the very end of their story, right? Like we're getting like the last 5% of their life, right? And so what we're really doing when we play this game is exploring what they're all about and what got them to this point and what their drive is all about. So whenever I ask a question and you're not, you know, you need some inspiration for how to answer it, always look at your drive. Your drive is like, that's the main thing about your character in this game. And so think about what, what your drive means. And uh, that should help you kind of, you know, kind of, um, you know, answer the questions in interesting ways. Um, another thing about the game in terms of it being a collaborative storytelling game, there's a really particular mechanic called the risk roll. And the risk roll has this aspect called the devil's bargain. Um, if, if you're familiar with Blades in the Dark, uh, we lifted it from there. <laughs> so um, it's a similar idea, but we use it a lot more in this game than Blades does. The devil's bargain, the way it works is when you're building your die pool to accomplish a task, um, you can accept a devil's bargain from myself or another player in order to get another die. And that devil's bargain is a thing that happens uh, in the story, no matter what, right? Like whether you succeed or fail, the thing you agreed to in the devil's bargain is going to happen in the story. And so as an example of what I mean by that, let's say, um, hmm, let's say that um, Parta is trying to jump across a crevasse, right? And I offer as a devil's bargain, well, Parta, no matter what, um, your, your sword is going to fall down the crevasse, right? So if you accept that bargain and you succeed at the roll, it's because your sword just slipped out of the scabbard or whatever and fell down the, the gorge. But if you fail at the roll, it's because Parta also fell down the gorge, right? So no matter what, the sword is falling down into the crevasse. Um, now that is, that's a pretty simple devil's bargain. Uh, Caleb will probably offer something much more interesting. Like no matter what, there is a delegation from Nagana on the other side of the crevasse, right? Now that's a really interesting devil's bargain for Parta because we know that Parta's drive is to win the heart of the heir apparent of Nagana. And so, uh, that is something that we did not foresee in the story until Caleb said, there's a delegation from Nagana on the other side of the crevasse. And so that, uh, that's something that we then incorporate into the story. And it's something that, um, that's kind of what Trophy Dark is all about. It's about kind of creating these things that we hadn't anticipated before in order to, uh, to tell a good tale. And so when you are thinking about devil's bargains for other players, think about their drive. You know, the, the simple ones are good sometimes, like the dropping the sword down the crevasse is sometimes that's the best answer. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe there's something more interesting that you can do, too. So. Yeah. And then finally, in terms of gameplay, actually, that might be, yeah, I think that's maybe it for gameplay. We could, the rest of it we can sort out as we play. It's a pretty simple game mechanically. It's a very, very rich and deep game narratively. So that's sort of the thing to expect. And so I think what I'd like to do is go ahead and introduce the incursion and then take just like a quick break and then come back and we'll start ring one. The flocculent cathedral. Flocculent is an adjective used to describe moss. It means 
fluffy, <laughs> but in the term, but but in the context of moss, right? And moss is the theme of our incursion. You are all currently standing at the edge of the gloaming mire. The gloaming mire is a mangrove dense fen that is rumored to hold at the heart of it the legendary flocculent cathedral. Now, what will you expect to find in the Flocculent Cathedral? Well, who knows? There are different stories. But what you all expect to find in a general sense is just something very valuable that will help you achieve your drive. But as you are approaching the gloaming mire, as you're entering the swampy woods, you start to see evidence that on the outer edge of the mire, at least, there are people here. Um, For example, at one point you come across two dozen skulls and their tops have been neatly sawed off and they've been arranged on a fence to form like a series of, of planters. There are garishly colored pitcher plants kind of growing out of these skulls and there are fat iridescent horseflies kind of buzzing languidly around them. A question for everyone. What other evidence do you see that, on the outer edge of the gloaming mire, at least there are, there are people here trying to carve out a life. And how is that life a hard one? Hmm. Um, you know what I think of, uh, gibbets, you know, those little cages they would put people in and hang them from a high place. There's gotta be like a, like a ruined stone archway with a gibbet hanging from it. And there's still like a living person in there. He, the, that, whoever that poor soul was, they were only put in that gibbet like a day or two ago. They're still like shuffling, you know, tr- rattling the cages or rattling the bars of the cage and, uh, trying to lure pigeons or birds, uh, to get a, uh, something to eat. Uh, so yeah, a gibbet swaying in the wind with some, uh, some, Poor creature in in you know rags. Uh, uh, you can't tell anything about the 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 poor soul because uh, they're they're so concealed by these uh, uh, dirty rags. Uh, but yeah, uh, that mm, that's not yeah not that's not someone who's been there a long time because they're still moving. Mm-hmm. Orlin Akale, what do you see that shows how people are living a hard life out here, but managing to get by? Uh, corvée labor. They're trying to dig an irrigation ditch by hand uh, and obviously being supervised by the people in charge of management that day. uh, What with the whips and staring down at them. Um, And they all look resentfully resentfully at me as I pass because I'm walking on a road and not uh, slamming a wooden mattock into a endless mound of mud. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. I would say there is a a cloying miasma about the area that just ever present, no matter where you go, it you just you smell something. It's not right. And it doesn't it's unsettling as more as much as it is disgusting. It just makes you feel unsettled for being around it. But it just kind of permeates the area. Mm-hmm. But it's a civilized this is miasma, a, maybe. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a refined miasma. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a hot, murky, 
muggy swamp. And I am curious if your characters are, first of all, are they accustomed to climates like this? Absolutely not. (laughs) If they are not, how do we see you right now? How are you trying to like stay comfortable or manage this, this nasty, nasty environment? If they are, what adaptations do you know to, to do, to be comfortable in this kind of environment? Orland's pretty happy here as an emboldened rat catcher. He spent um, much of his youth in crawl spaces and shoots, uh, hunting pests. Um, he's covered in, he, he's very poncho heavy. He, he goes poncho up top, uh, you know, long leathery skirt over whatever pants he's wearing beneath, you know, a, an outer layer that can be shed of whatever filth he has had to crawl through recently. So, um, uh, let's see. Parda just came back from Nagana and is wearing, and that is a desert kingdom. Uh, so he's used to the heat, but not the humidity. Uh, so he's wearing like, uh, like a white, mostly white clothing, like a white hooded, uh, uh, cloak and like, uh, he's wearing like light armor. So he's at this point, you know, he's been like someone who's wearing fine things, but they're, he's worn them too long without maintenance. So, like, you know, the vestiges of wealth fading away as uh, time goes on. So he's he spent most of the last of his coin to, on this trip to Nagana to win the heart of the heir apparent. And, that, and it wasn't like a no, but it's like, eh, you gotta you gotta bring something to the table here. So, like, uh, so sweating a bit, uh, uh, wiping away sweat from his brow with uh, a, a cloth. Uh, a handkerchief um, and, you know, hand on the sword, hand on the pommel of his sword um, and uh, looking a bit unhappy, but eh, whatever. It's just another, another obstacle in my, my road to reclaim my greatness. So. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Akle? Uh, um, I am complaining the entire time and starting to doubt whether or not resurrecting the cult of Darawan was worth coming to this fucking place because it <laughs> is miserable. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I made the wrong call. The thought of every missionary throughout history, man, <laughs> hope salvation is worth this. Yeah. You managed to go through a few small settlements on the outer edge of the gloaming mire, perhaps grabbing some, meager provisions that they might have most everyone here is quiet because speaking is too exhausting given the climate but they're also probably just generally wary of outsiders you eventually get past these settled areas the very last thing you see the very last sign of habitation by people at least is a broad, shallow pond filled to capacity with foot-long koi. And each of the koi has a thick, mottled coat of slimy, multicolored moss clinging to it, like fur waving in the water. And then beyond that, it's just the mangrove trees. And your trail is barely a trail, uh, but it is going in. And that will lead us directly into Ring One of the Incursion. Ring One, you have been making your way through this mangrove forest 
for the better part of the day. And the aforementioned heat, you get a bit of a reprieve from it as the sun is going down. But now, of course, it's just uh, darker and maybe harder to see what lurks in the water that at this point is kind of up to the height of your calf as you're sloshing through it. But you're managing to get through this maze of mangroves, occasionally losing the trail and finding it again. You haven't seen another person since, well, probably since the the guy hanging in the gibbet. (laughs) Um, But as the sun is just going down and making it functionally nighttime, just because the thickness of the forest makes it even darker than it would be, you hear some noises up ahead. It is the sound of a pretty large group of people. They are making all the sorts of noises you would expect them to make if you were amidst a group of people who are celebrating. There's the sound of laughter, singing, the clink of flagons of ale. It's some sort of camp. You can tell there's a fire, or at least the glow of a fire up ahead. Most likely these are bandits of some sort, but who can say for sure? In any case, you need to figure out a way past them if you're going to get deeper into the gloaming mire. And so I think we'll just pick up the scene right there with the three of you kind of being aware of this, and uh, we'll find out what you do from here. Sorry, I had a question real quick. Sure. I noticed that the other characters have one ritual. Am I only supposed to have one ritual? No, you can Uh, have three. (laughs) Yeah, you can have anything. (laughs) Um, Have we interacted before? Have I just met these uh, that is not established the in the game. Uh, okay. You can kind of decide, but the, the 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 basic assumption is that you are just opportunists who are who come together for uh, for mutual benefit, but otherwise don't have too many attachments to each other. But that's kind of up to you to explore as we play. So. Okay. Yeah. So take it away. Role play for a bit. Figure out how you're going to get around these guys. Well, I I don't think we should approach them openly. We don't know uh, if they what they think of outsiders. Surely they are more familiar with this place than we are, and uh, they may take a dim view on uh, people they consider to be trespassers. Um, we may become the main entertainment of the evening, uh, or the main course. Uh, so I suggest we uh, find a path around them. Uh, How many are there? I would say that you probably have heard at least six or seven different voices, but that those are just the people loud enough to be singing and talking. There could be more. That, 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 that alone is more than we're capable of handling. I assume. Um, I'm always of the opinion that the best way not to trespass is to ask for an invitation. So you want to approach and ask for that invitation? Or do you at least see if they're simple village folk like the ones we passed earlier i've lost track of the kinds that nobles have come galloping through my town square flinging mud because they were afraid of the banditry that was going to occur because of grandma winslin uh you know tending her garden or the children playing ball uh you know i I see no reason to be afraid of common people They, they merely want to eke out their living like the rest of us well, if you've never had anything worth stealing, then yes, I can see why you wouldn't be afraid of bandits. Um, but and I can see why you would. Exactly. Uh, 
Well, if you want to go forward, uh, we can stay. I can stay. We could. Uh, uh, Akale and I can stay slightly behind, and if uh, they they attack you, then we know the truth. But if they are welcoming, we can say, "Oh, we found you, Orlin. Uh, I applaud you for your bravery." Go yes, on, um, Orlin. Uh, Orlin taking this one, taking the lead. I, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. So, uh, <laughs> please, Orlin, go go greet them. As a man who's taken oaths, uh, I would hope that your virtue will actually come to my aid. I will and, uh, ensure that this unsocial creature, I regard the noble, uh, keeps his word. And then I, I go tracing through the wood. Yeah. I, I assure you, my my oaths have nothing to do with your uh, well-being. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it sounds like what you're going to do, Orlin, mm-hmm. is you are going to just walk right up. Uh, perception? Can I? Can I like see oh, what I, mean, I can if you see? Wanna, first? If you want to sneak up and take a look first, absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 that... I would be cautious, but I don't want to just assume they're here to murder us because yeah. they're by the side of the road. Yeah. Well, let's so let's be really clear about what you're going to do here. Are you going to like kind of like try to like uh, do some reconnaissance first, or are you going to just like cautiously approach? I will cautiously approach. Okay. If you're just, I, I, will, I will make it clear I am not a threat and. Be on the lookout for threats myself. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just cautiously approaching, I'll just give you some information you'll notice as you approach. But mm-hmm. there's about a dozen of them, in fact, in various states of drunkenness, men and women, both. There are, I would say there are, well, let me take a look at the incursion. I would say that they are the types of people who have lived a very hard life. <laughs> um, I'll pose the question to you, Orlin. What do you notice right away that shows that these are hard people? Hmm. Uh, they are drinking just, uh, I'll call it malgrog. It's like grog, but worse, like, um, and somehow more alcoholic. Uh, but it, it's, it, you know, you can smell it before you can see it. It's got, you know, shit floating in it from the distillery process uh it's it, yeah yeah it's it's pretty pretty foul not not something they even serve at taverns um indeed but if you need to get drunk in the woods it's it's what you have yeah as you get closer and they hear your footsteps they get quiet as, well the ones who are very drunk maybe don't <laughs> they're even louder <laughs> uh because you can hear them even more now but the others sort of like get quiet and one person gets up they have their hand on there. They have like a long knife. And they kind of call out. They maybe can't quite see you yet, but they say, Who is that? Who's there? Show uh, yourself. My name is Orlin. I, you know, I come out. Hello. I'm but a simple herbalist. I, I'm passing through. Oh, you're just passing through. Just like that. Well, no, I wanted to introduce myself. And then they all kind of look at each other. Um, and they say, well, that's all fine and good, Orlin, but you can't pass through unless you pay the price. And what might that be? What have you got to pay with? It's a sort of elastic situation, Orlin. Uh, I'm a simple herbalist. I, my my currency grows on the trees and in the fields. At this point, 
you will notice a person pressed up against one of the trees and they are kind of moaning in pain and you see the telltale signs of a wound that has rotted and this person who challenged you says how convenient we happen to have someone here even now who could use the services of an herbalist I, I would happily do so. I, I want to help all my fellow men. That's why I journey. They will sort of welcome you into their little encampment. And here, let's kind of paint the scene a little bit as a group. Mm-hmm. This is just sort of us as players talking more than not necessarily what Orland's seeing. Mm-hmm. But um, what signs of violence are there in the encampment? I would say many blades. Um I think I would say everyone's armed. I imagine. I would say there is a chest uh, with some dried blood stains on it uh, that does not look like it was made locally. Uh, so uh, quite quite beaten up. Uh, but wherever they got it from, there was a fight over it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say in the corner like near in the encampment, there is like a pit. That there are there are two people currently knife fighting in. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like Good. not to kill, not to kill, but definitely to, to draw blood. And they're going to town on each other. I love that. And if, in fact, mm-hmm. I think I think Orlin, as you kind of are walking <laughs> through the encampment, you hear like a scream as one of these knife these pit fighters like has a blade stuck in them, and the fellow who. Uh, has introduced himself now as Basso. He says, another customer coming up, perhaps, as that person falls down, holding the wound in their side. But I suppose I shouldn't ask where the wound came from. I I say that a lot. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, Well, the the, the pit fighter, their wound is pretty obvious, and probably this person who is leaning up against the tree with the rotting wound they probably also are um, <laughs> maybe recently troubled in the pit. That person looks up at you and says, for their sake, you better not save me. It's a woman now, you can see. Uh, who is they? All of them. And she's looking around at the whole group of people there. I've got so much payback to give to these bastards. And they know it, too. Ah, but their ridiculous honor requires that they tend to me. But that doesn't matter. Help me, and they will die, all of them. And they all just laugh, clearly unconcerned about her vengeance. Um, okay. It's a unique negotiation tactic you've adopted. Uh, I'll take it under advisement. Hey, let's look at that wound. You, how you feeling? But yeah, this is like shit. How do you think I feel? I, I understand. Um, how did the knife fight go? Um, she's like, well, if you can believe it, it was worse for the other guy, and the wound is like fucking green and yellow, and there's pus dribbling out of it, and there's even like little flecks of moss that have started to fill in. Strangely, ooh, I needed samples of that anyway. So, indeed. Meanwhile, uh, back at uh, <laughs> back where Akale and um, Parda. Sorry, don't give me a minute for the names. Uh, Akale and Parda are mm-hmm. 
it's been a minute. Uh, you, you haven't heard any, uh, screaming or okay. signs of pain or torture coming from, uh, from your companions. So maybe things are okay. Or maybe there's, maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe they're distracted. But what are the two of you doing? Carter, do you reckon they ate them? No, they would be more noise. They would be whooping for joy, uh, at having a feast. Um, there, I, I, I can't imagine them eating in silence. So, I mean, do you think they plan on eating them? Um, he would have, they would have also made a noise to capture him. They wouldn't have let him like, they would have tied him up as soon as he came in. So, I don't know much about swamp folk or people of the swamp. I assume they're all cannibals. Well, I don't, if they are cannibals, they're, they're well-fed cannibals. So they're not, uh, hungry tonight. <laughs> So that doesn't mean he's safe, but they, they have not killed him immediately, I would say, or captured him. So um, we could try to sneak around while they're distracted with him, or we could go in ourselves and, and uh, uh, see what is going on. I mean, a fire does sound nice. Uh, and um, I, you, you want more heat? Well, I mean, uh, something to dry out with, at least. I will say that as you're having this conversation, yeah, someone from the camp, you can see them as they sort of walk into a shaft of dying sunlight. Mm-hmm. Someone in the camp is sneaking away from the camp, and they keep looking back to see if the others are noticing them sneak away. And they are heading somewhere to do something that they don't want to be seen doing on the other hand what do you do uh so i point that person uh to accolade and say why don't we we could uh stumble upon a single person perhaps we could be other travelers and innocently stumble on this person and find out what they're doing i suppose all right uh so i start sneaking tailing the the uh this person yeah let's do a risk roll so if you um on the character keeper if you hover over the little on the left hand side all the rolls are there and you can hover over it and it'll it has the text of it but i'll just read it aloud here when you attempt a risky task declare what you hope will happen uh so i think it's pretty obvious you're just trying to i guess just trying to sneak up on this person or something else just follow them and see what they're doing without being noticed good And now the rest of us get to say, as player and G- players and GM, we get to say what we think could go wrong if you fail. Now, it's still up to me to decide as the GM, but I'm just kind of taking on the advice of everybody. Um, Caleb or Baz, any ideas of how this could go badly? I think uh, a knee-jerk violent reaction to being discovered. Yeah, I was going to say something similar, like you end up with your own knife wound uh, yeah, in your like stomach. <laughs> just a throwing knife comes, just yeah. auto launches out of his hand, cause out of their hand, I just out of instinct. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts, Caleb? Um, the camp discovers what the oh. person sneaking away stole. I mean, oh, good. Yeah. they don't seem to have much camaraderie well, with the constant stabbings for the <laughs> yes. entertainment. Indeed. And the makeshift fighting pit. <laughs> yeah. The family that stabs together stays together. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's good. It's an okay. old peasant custom. So now we take a look at dice. Let's take a look at dice. So Parda, mm-hmm. uh, 
Now we have to ask the question, if you have a skill that you think would be helpful in your sneaking, you have alchemy, rituals, symbols, and commands. I'm not feeling great about that uh, skill-wise. <laughs> nope. but, um, so instead, you can get a light die, uh, or an, well, it would be an addition to, but here it's instead, you can get a light die for accepting a devil's bargain. Now, this is what I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. something that will happen in the story no matter what, whether you succeed or fail. And I will start off by offering the devil's bargain of the person who's sneaking off mm-hmm. is someone you know from the past. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Caleb and Baz get to make an offer as well if they wish. So there can be multiple devil's bargains. Yeah, and then you you pick one. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. I pick which one. You can reject them too, but yeah, yeah. if you reject them, you'll but just there's only there only one is mechanically added. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You you pick one, and that's the one that will okay. happen. So, okay. Yeah. And you get the Fine. die for that one. Okay. I'll go. The person sneaking off is desperate, so you need to help them whether you want to or not. Uh, yeah, and they're going to very loudly ask for that if you decide no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, whatever they are doing, you will be implicated in it with, uh, to the group. So, okay. Uh, I will, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm tempted by the, the, someone from my past, but I like the desperate one, uh, the most. So I'll go with that one. Good. You have one light die okay. and you can Add a dark die. Um, you would take a dark die if what you're doing is inherently risky, like if you're risking your mind or body to succeed, mm-hmm. or if you were performing a ritual. But I don't think you are yet. Uh, I don't think it's quite reached that level. So for now, you can just roll a light die. And so if you go to the die roller and just go to risk and type in one light and roll. Okay. So wait. Um, well, did I get anything? So do uh, uh, so the the one die is from the devil's bargain. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you've got okay. the light die from the devil's bargain. Yeah. That's it. If you okay. had a skill, if you had a skill that was relevant, you would get two light dice. Okay, so I have to devil's bargain if I don't have a skill in order to even try. Uh, well, you could just do a dark die because. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. Uh, hey, a six. That's okay. great. Okay. Doesn't get any better than that. A six is a. Uh, it's a full success. Uh, you get to describe how you successfully maneuver both you and uh, uh, your your companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you're kind of taking the lead here, you and Akle are able to to get the jump on the sky. Okay. Just give me a little bit of the scene. What does that look like as you're approaching? Um. So we're intently following the person, uh, following in the footsteps as we're you know weaving around the trees. Um. As the light of the camp grows a little not i mean we can still see the light of the camp but it's definitely farther away just a pinpoint of light in the distance the person trips uh and uh whatever they were carrying uh any weapon falls out of their hand and um into uh actually uh near us um and uh we they they they've you know had the wind knocked out of them uh so we can easily walk up to them, stand over them with, you know, our, our, you know, pick up whatever they're carrying, whatever uh, we, yeah, they're at our mercy. Yeah, I love it. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's good. We'll pick up with the scene in a moment. I'm going to go back over to, um, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to Orlin. Orlin, Mm -hmm. um, you can do a risk roll to save this person's life with herbalism. If you wish. I would like to do that. So 
let's all talk about what could go wrong. Um, and I always have the option of saying that only certain people can speak. Uh, but I think in this instance, everybody can make an offer or make an idea or say an idea of what could go poorly. I'll just do the basic of like, you just kill her <laughs> instead of <laughs> saving her. Um, but maybe there's something more interesting than that. I don't know. See what Ross and Baz have to say. Uh, the moss uh, spreads to your hands. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just a few Friend. strands. Yeah. That might I was going to go for bargain too. Yeah. I was going to go for a contagion yeah. angle. You beat me to it, Ross. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we let's get some dice going. Um, so I think your skills, uh, your skill in plants and remedies certainly applies. So you get one light die because you have relevant skills. Cool. And then you can take another light die if you offer a, if you'd accept a devil's bargain from us. Um, I love the, spreading moss uh as a devil's bargain so i don't know sure i'll steal that from ross <laughs> um but if they want to make uh if ross and baz you want to offer something so else. that's the thing that happens certainly yes whether you okay. succeed or fail you're getting a moss infection <laughs> I, well I'll, I'll take the one die then yeah i, I'll, I have I'll a let the dice. bargain well we, we went up some other bargains let's see how it goes i have one <laughs> she catches feelings for you oh that's a good one yeah. <laughs> love story uh, the whole like falls in love with their nurse kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she a... uh, devil's bargain is um, she uh, reveals uh, it somehow. Like you, you, you see something on her person that indicates she's poisoned the Malgrog. So you, her prophecy is actually pretty accurate. <laughs> don't drink the Malgrog. Got yeah. It. Um. I'll do the catches feeling one. Sure. Okay, good. Does that give me an extra die? You have two light dice now. And uh, so we'll stick with that for now. Go ahead and roll risk with two light. Okay. So you got a five. Um, Now a five, if we look at the die roller description or the uh, move description, a five says um, on a four or five, you succeed, but there's a complication. I'll describe or tell you what the complication is. And if you don't want to deal with that, you can add a dark die and roll them all again to try to get a six. Okay. Mm-hmm. The complication is that someone in the encampment will notice the burgeoning attraction. And as a sort of cruel amusement, will insist the two of you fight in the pit. If you don't want to deal with that, you can add a dark die and roll all three again to try to get a six. Uh, but if the dark die is highest and higher than your current ruin, then your ruin goes up. Uh, I will. I will leave it as is. I will. I will help the woman and accept the the weird social customs of these yes, people. Yes, indeed. Go ahead it all goes guys. back to the pit to them. Yeah. How do you? Um, how do you stabilize her festering wound? Uh, I. Am probably pretty cruel first because it's medieval. So I scalpel off the moss, um, and that can't feel good. I. It's also probably not great that I put it in a vial to look at later, um, and then I cover it with mint bloom and uh, an antiseptic, and do what I can to staunch it with a poultice. I think this is taking a little bit of time, but it's and and I think the party is kind of like simmered down a little bit as everyone's kind of watching and you hear murmurings of like, you know, where did you come from? Like who's traveling in the, who's traveling in the fen by themselves and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And occasionally 
this character Basso comes over and looks over your shoulder and Basso catches the moment when this woman whose name is, uh, we shall name her Eofri. Eofri, just as you're kind of putting the last bit of poultice on her wound, she touches your hand and cradles it in her own and says, thank you. I am. Um, I I don't think I got your name. I am Orlin. Orlin. Orlin, what are these tiny little bite mark scars on your hand? Where are these from? Oh, from the rats. Oh, you are... Um, also raccoons, pox raccoons, and the worst of all, dark raccoons. You never want to find a dark raccoon in uh, upper of an attic. They're vicious creatures. She says, Orlin, I'm doing my best to woo you here and you're making it very very hard talking about various raccoons and rats oh I, i'm i'm sorry ma'am i'm i'm but a, a a simple rat catcher in in status and cast uh i i seek my fortune uh in in the future of publications about herbal remedies uh but uh i i am as such not a not a suitable suitor for for uh, a woman of a such stature as yourself basso says oh look at the two of you love blooming in the mire <laughs> isn't this nice what a fine fine circumstance you two find yourselves in so what's it going to be then betrothment followed by a marriage, a secret wedding, perhaps, underneath the mangroves, followed nine months later by the first of, no doubt, an entire clutch of young brats. Hmm? Have I prophesied it correctly, Eofri? Um, the pit Eofri seems quite just... full. I'm sure we don't need more kids here. You know, you, you seem to be round-the-clock scheduled for the pit as is. I don't know where, I don't know where we'd fit more people in. Uh, Basso says, I think it would be very, very interesting indeed if we fit the two of you in. Hmm? Let's see if your newly bloomed love can survive and indeed overpower the desperate need to stay alive at knife point. Hmm? And Dioffrey <laughs> is just like rolling her eyes and she's like, oh, I can't wait to kill this guy. <laughs> And Basso just laughs. What are you thinking or doing right now? <laughs> uh, can I at least have a drink first? And then Basso laughs. Let's cut back over to the <laughs> guy who was sneaking off. Mm -hmm. Akale. Yes. This man, even in this dim light, has the look of religious fervor. You know this look. <laughs> but you can see it. What do you do? Mm. What what faith are, are you? Uh, are we are we in talking range of him? We, we caught him. Oh right? uh, yeah, you caught him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's caught. <clears throat> you seem to have the uh, you seem to be happy of the faith. I can I can feel it upon you. What faith might that be? <clears throat> he says, "Well, I of course am, am loyal to I am loyal to to the sisters as all good people are the." woman saints who guide us and shape us and and he kind of looks in your eyes and says 
but I can see that you are not, friend. You have the look of heresy about you. Yes. What if I told you those were all lies they told you? There's a grand grand truth that awaits those who are willing to see past their, uh, their flawed faith. I would say then, then perhaps we have common cause, friend. We are perhaps bonded, not just physically, because you are currently holding me down into the muck, but also spiritually. Mm. You can help me. Could. Um, you could help us as well. We need to get through here. We can help each other. Yes, this is good. Very good. There is a creature of the wood. I have seen it stalking about. My intention was to draw it here so that it might terrorize and, if we're lucky, lay waste to these scoundrels in their encampment. I wasn't certain that I would have the strength or fortitude to draw the creature here, but now that the two of you are here, together we can certainly do it. Am I to assume that you don't count yourself among their numbers? No, 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 no. I was merely trying to pass through, much as you are now, and I was um, waylaid by them. Hmm. I refused to pay the price. I refused to fight in their pit. Oh, they have a pit? Yes, indeed. They're very committed to it as a way of organizing themselves, their own particular little society. It's a lot. Mm, Interesting. So how did you get away from them? Well, someone entered our camp just now, and everyone is distracted. I suppose that person is with you. There aren't anyone else there's no one only else only in passing are they with us how is that uh, how oh. is the the stranger dealing uh with them is he <laughs> still among the living yes he's tending to the wounds of of um, a surly member of their company however the philanthropist that one isn't he yeah. always looking to help those yes well i should warn you that if we go with my plan mm-hmm. your companion erstwhile as he may be will be in danger as well as i said before that is a sacrifice i'm willing to make (laughs) okay so um well certainly he's uh not going to have any of that malgrog so he'll have his wits about him i mean i can smell from here um so uh i'm sure he he's a quick-witted fellow he'll he'll be fine um what is this creature how do we summon it Oh, summon it. Yes, yes, that is, that is a, that is an excellent idea. Do you know magics necessary to bring forth creatures? I know there are people who do such things. And I, well, I'm very good at reading people. Just as I have read your friend as a heretic, I read you well as someone who is perhaps was raised in a more gentler academic environment, and so you might know such things. Well, first off, heretic is a matter of perspective. I don't oh, I say the word with nothing but admiration, friend. Oh. Trust me, I do not say it as, okay. as a way of disparaging your character. The sisters, they're the worst. I'm glad Heresy. we're on the same page. Heresy uh, is the way to go. 
yeah, is I, what am I reading of this this guy? Is he uh aside from being very good at reading people, like what can I tell about uh our, our new friend here? Uh, he's probably totally insane, but okay. you know. <laughs> Fair. Uh he's just like looks like a typical peasant then he doesn't have any unusual uh yeah that's interesting um i would probably say let me see if you have any skills that might tell you something oh you have symbols that'll help um i think that yeah he is actually marked with so people who follow the faith of the sisters which is like 95 percent of the people in this land yeah the sisters are these women saints of history and myth who they each have their own little domain and they, they essentially historically kind of keep everyone together. Otherwise everyone would just be worshiping whatever small, you know, animal or forest gods is, you know, local to their, their community. The sisters sort of bind everyone right under one umbrella, but there are people who believe that the sisters are, are in fact demons, horrible monstrosities that use this religion to just control people. He has symbols that indicate as such. Okay. I think on his forehead, or no, on his temple, mm-hmm. on his temple he has a small sort of star-shaped tattoo, which is a symbol that indicates his mind has been opened up to the truth. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, friend, um, I think you, you you are correct. I do know of such things, um, but I anything you could tell us about the creature would aid in my, in uh, our endeavor to call it forth to our aid. Of course, it is. Um, well, it is a creature of the woods. It is. It has the aspect of a bear. But it has an aspect of other creatures as well. It is mostly, well, how shall I put it? It is an abomination in every sense of the word. And if you summon it, it will be ruin to whoever has to face it. But a more surer path past these bandits... I cannot think of. I, uh, and how are you planning to call it? Well, that's the thing. I was just going to go where I believe its lair is and, um, sort of make lots of noise and then run in the general direction of the encampment. But I'm hoping that you have a plan that is more, um, well, uh, maybe you have a method that is more uh, sensible or safe. Do you think you could enter the camp and leave again? Oh yes, certainly. Uh, I, I, yes, I think that's probably possible, but I don't want to. Well, I think I could uh, create, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, a sort of incense that would uh, let uh, draw. Uh, if it's if uh, if it has the aspect of the bear, it would have undoubtedly a keen nose, and I could make something that would uh, draw the attention of that nose. Uh, and if you could plant it in the camp, well, I'm sure it would. Uh, Go there. What a fantastic idea. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Friend, are you a follower of the faith of the sisters? I uh, am 
aware of their customs, and certainly I have attended their sermons, but I would not call myself especially faithful. Good, because it is all lies. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Lies! 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 If you see enough of the world, you'll, you'll know of other faiths and other religions, and you realize they're all doing, saying the same thing. No, there is one truth. Well, yes, that's right. There is. Uh, Parda, we, we know the truth. Uh, right. Well, I, I know what my truth is, and uh, it involves getting past these bandits. So uh, let, let's get to work. We'll uh, need uh, 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 some blood, of course. Uh, either yours, friend, or uh, if there's any small woodland creatures we could use, that would be a, a helpful start. Um, he mm. says, oh, I am more than happy to spill my own. Yeah. And he has like a small stone knife, and he's already drawing it across his palm. Um, yeah, so I guess I, I kind of want to do a ritual. I think uh, basically a to lure this, this monstrous bear... Uh, would be essentially creating a bait for it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Is yeah. this your Leviathan? Uh, I, is this Leviathan or would this? Uh, um, yeah. it will work because of the aspects of the bear okay, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that were unmentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is not your standard bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not your standard bear, but yeah, <laughs> it's a nightmare bear. Yeah, <laughs> a nightmare, if you will. A nightmare, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the basic principle. It's bait. Yeah. And- but even if it wasn't like a creature of the deep, I think probably the principles are the same. And yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah. uh, we're, you know, in, we're in the deep wood. That's yeah, yeah ex- exactly. Precisely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all a matter of interpretation. That's what your new friend would say. <laughs> uh, so let's go back over to, um, yeah. Orlin for a bit. Yeah. Orlin, uh, the camp is already chanting fight, 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 fight. Yoffrey says, they're going to throw us in the pit and make us fight each other, unless we find a way out of here. Well, I have no intention of doing that sober. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, you can already have had a drink by now. Yeah. Oh, I would like access to the Malgrog. Yeah. Oh, access to the Malgrog. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can, uh, yeah, you can be kind of like there with, they have the, they have the cask kind of open and they're just kind of dipping their, their mugs oh. into it. Um, it. You can smell it before you even see it. It's so... Uh, it burns the nostrils, right? Uh, I take a drink and do nothing to hide my disgust. At oh, it. good. Yeah. Um, is there no bleed wart in this, Basso? Basso says bleed wart. Uh, the viscosity is all wrong. The acridity is far too high. Viscosity, uh, acridity. Yeah. Before I go fight in your pit, might I remedy another illness uh, regarding your brewing ability? Uh, I, I can fix it very quickly. Oh, you will we, find it we, far more enjoyable. Uh, we, we didn't brew this. We, uh, we, we, we stole this. From oh, you. then... You've yes. liberated it from fools. Yes, uh, let, 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 right. you need not suffer for their mistakes. Uh, so I, I, I get amongst the pouches. Um, yes, I, I love viscosity. It's wonderful. Yes, <laughs> but uh, what are you going to do there? Uh, so can I make a plants check to just like dose the shit out of this oh, with sure, like absolutely. psychotropic yeah. mushrooms? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, risk roll. Uh, okay. I uh, have plants. That's um, so. what could go wrong here. <laughs> um, doses himself in the process. Yeah. Of accident. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I like that. Let's go to dice. I think you get your you get your first light die for skills for sure. Devil's mm-hmm. bargains. Um, Ross, you can make the devil's bargain this time. Just you. Okay. 
so I think um, regardless of uh, what happens, the uh, blood is spilled uh, that will definitely aid in attracting the monster, the bear of the deep. Uh, so um, it's definitely going to come uh, even if the summoning ritual doesn't work, but uh, Oh, good. Oh, um, yeah, I think I take like, no matter what the bear is coming, you might not even have to do the ritual, right? Yeah. If yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. Uh, do you take that or actually let, let, let's maybe change it yeah. this way. Like no matter what Orlin has to deal with the bear. <laughs> I think that's yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. It's attracted <laughs> right. to Orlin specifically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, do you take that or do you reject it? <laughs> if, if that's my only option, that's your only get eaten by bear, I, I would reject that one. Yes. <laughs> um, you have one light die, and I think a dark die is automatic here because you are doing something that would absolutely draw violent attention if you were caught. So go okay. ahead and, or make it could even possibly poison yourself, according to Baz. So go ahead and um, roll one light, one dark. All right. I got a five. You got a five. Um, the complication is the complication is the off free sees you do this. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with that, let it ride. Otherwise, you can add a dark die and roll again. Is Yoffrey the person I remedied? That's the woman you saved. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. I think as you're doing your doing what you're doing, she kind of comes up behind you and looks over your shoulder and she's like, You're getting ready to poison them, aren't you? Poison is a matter of dosages, weight, kilograms. I don't have nearly enough time to factor in all those variables. You don't consider this a cowardly way of resolving the situation? I did not willingly seek to fight you with a knife in a pit. I am improvising. I'm doing the best I can here. Yeah. They say that poison is a woman's weapon, but apparently it is yours as well. Uh, Well, we used this particular poison on festival days when we were partying uh these are called veil render caps it's about to become a very lively party so um if you want some malgrag maybe get it now uh before i between your affection for various raccoons and poisonous mushrooms i have no affection for raccoons don't you dare say that to me (laughs) very well very well um i don't know why that my Heart should still inexplicably pitter patter so when I'm around you. Yet here we are, poison away. <laughs> um, you're doing the thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, the ritual. Now, Akale, uh, even though you are not the principal roller, uh, there is a help role in in trophy. And so, if if after Ross rolls dice and Ross is not happy with the result. You can throw in a help die uh, if you if you wish. Um, so let's but let's talk about possibilities here. I think with a monstrous bear, we have a lot of like uh, potential failure options. Uh, anybody have any ideas what could go wrong here? <laughs> uh, you accidentally summon a horde of them, not just oh, one. Good. Yeah, the 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 whole the whole clan. <laughs> yeah, you got you got more than you bargained for. <laughs> That'd be a good devil's bargain too. Um, yeah. I'm going to say that uh, it is summoned. Uh, it's pissed, and it's nowhere near the encampment. That's like the <laughs> that's 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 the ultimate fail state. I feel like for this, I, I will I will actually amend mine. I don't yeah. like that one as much as this. 
you do summon it, but it is incredibly passive. It does not want to do what you want it to do. That's actually very good. Yeah. It's, it's like very chill. lazy. It yeah, just wants good. to sit there. Yeah, I'm not offering anything anymore. Yeah. That one's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I like that too. Um I love that 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 could be a good devil's bargain as well. All right. We're just talking failure for now. Let's talk about dice. Um, okay, so taking a look at your dice, you're doing a ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh you do have rituals as a skill, so you're good to go as far as your first light die goes. Mm-hmm. Um now the devil's bargains. Do you want to offer that as a devil's bargain, Bat? I think that'd be a pretty yes, good one. Yeah, I do. It's the passive bear. Uh, yeah, but then that kind of like, then we have to do something else to prod the bear into doing the thing we want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> so we're just kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the bear could have the moss infection, which is probably not great. I like that. Vector. I think yeah, the moss infection could have the moss fine, madness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Totally. All right. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. You got two light dice, and then you have to do a dark die because of the ritual. So go ahead and roll two light, one dark. Okay. Two light, one dark. Hey, so did like, I gain a ruin exactly or something for? Yeah. Did I gain a ruin for using my dark dice? I don't know. Uh, it did not, your ruin was not the highest die, so it's it has. Oh, dark. okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. When it, if it's the highest die and that's higher than your current ruin, then your ruin goes up. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes sense. Um, the summoning is going to work. Mm-hmm. You will be able to create the the incense, and your new friend will be able to bring it into the camp, and that will cause. Uh, an incredible amount of trouble because the camp is also currently in the middle of becoming uh, high on mushrooms or dead or whatever the hell Orland's doing with the grog. Um, I would like for you to at least describe the, uh, I'd like to see what the ritual looks like. Like, is it just a simple like burning the, of the incense or is it something else? To- uh, no. So um, yeah, I have like the incense uh, stick uh, as one of the ritual, you know, summoning tools uh, then with in blood, uh, then I, I don't light it yet. Uh, that's the last part. That's when you want it to be summoned to that spot. So uh, instead, I sort of like take it in both hands and perform a chant, basically uh, asking the forces of the universe, for- forcing my will onto the incense to bind to to sympathetically link this to the the bear, uh, so that when one is lit, the other is aware, so that they're you know. Uh, intrinsically linked it cannot it is basically like a itch that cannot be scratched a um pain not a minor pain but like a prodding that cannot be silenced until the bear reaches the stick and so there's like a bit of like just the slightest bit of a natural light coming from the incense as as i you know force the universe to my will in that while this is happening yeah Akale, your new friend, comes up to you and whispers in your ear. If I don't survive this, friend, seek out the Flocculent Cathedral. If you should reach it and gain entry into it, there you will find a book rendered in silver. This book contains the true names of the sisters. Find it. And tell the truth to the world. Indeed. I I think you'll survive. Don't worry. In some fashion, I'll make sure that you accompany me. He it's, takes the incense. Yeah, I hand it and, gingerly like it like it's a live bomb because it basically is at this point. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I would like to check in with Orlin before the bear arrives and ask uh <laughs> what is the tainted grog doing to the group, to the camp and come uh, I, an, an intense psychedelic that will hopefully make it difficult to notice me crawling out of that pit and getting away. 
Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you be. I think you'll be able to escape between the two, between that and between the appearance of the bear. I think you'll be able to escape uh, well enough um, with the offer if you want. I suppose. Um, when the yeah, bear appears, come along. Yeah. You know, I, when the bear appears, everyone sees it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is close enough to see it, or is in the camp and can see it. You hear it all. You all hear it first as it's sort of reaching the edge of the woods. And Akale and Parda, you don't know what Orland's done, so you are you might be surprised that the encampment is having no particular reaction to the noise. Um, but the noise as it approaches. <laughs> bear steps into the light it is a bear but it has large green patches of moss all over its fur and it has wounds that swamp water dribbles out of green and black and it doesn't sound like a bear and its eyes are not the black eyes of a bear. They are eyes that know. They are eyes that understand. It has the voice. It's almost as if the bear is speaking with the voice of something inside of it, a person it ate or something like that. But it, when it opens its mouth to roar, it just kind of is like, at this point everyone has to make a roll called ruin roll whenever you encounter something disturbing you make a ruin roll to see if your ruin goes up there's a die roller there so just hit roll and see how it goes and i am trying to roll to prevent my ruin from going up i need to roll under my current ruin yeah so you just yeah you have to, if you roll under your current ruin or equal to or under then your ruin doesn't go up ah lucky me a three right Ooh. <laughs> uh, so Akale's ruin is good. Parda, yours is going up though, because you got a three, and Orlin, you got a six, so yours is going up. Pardon and Orlin. Parda and Orlin, how are you feeling when you see this bear? Like what does it make you think? What does it make you feel? So Parda is uh heart is pounding, uh and uh is a bit ecstatic that it worked. Just like in the books, <laughs> if only my tutors could see me now, but also like, oh, that's a very dangerous thing and I'm inside of it. So it is, uh, my life is in peril. This is terrifying and exhilarating at the same time. So yeah, uh, the heir apparent, if the heir apparent could see me now, but oh, well, it's very uncertain if they, they anyone will see me because that thing is deadly. So uh, I know all too well what it could do. And I... Scared shitless, but um, so wait, my, than, yeah, my ruin yeah. is two, and I rolled three, so it goes up if it's less than three. Okay, so yeah, it does yeah, yeah, it always just goes up by one if it okay. is higher than your current ruin. All right, Orlin Yoffrey grabs your wrist when she sees this creature, just sort of like in shock. What are you thinking or feeling? Um, do I know my companions brought this bear, or is you have no just... idea? No. <laughs> okay. Um. I am distressed at my bad fortune this early in my trip. I'd really hope to get like some momentum going before I got attacked by a 
moss maddened bear creature. Um, so I'm trying not to anxiety spiral into being cursed on this trip. Uh, and I would, I would like to go where she's pulling my wrist, like perhaps run in the opposite direction of the bear. That's what she has in mind. Yeah. 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 I will tell you before you go, Orlin, you can feel two distinct little nubbins on the end of your tongue, rubbing the roof of your mouth. It happened almost the moment that the bear appeared in the clearing. Just something to note. Okay. For the future. Tongue nubbins. Indeed. Write a note. Tongue nubbins. Yeah. You actually have a section on your character keeper that's conditions and that's nice. And Parda, I owe you a condition as well for your ruin going up. Okay. And I will tell you that. (laughs) Okay. Um, you can, as you sort of like witness the bear as it steps into the clearing color starts to fade away you're looking at the green vibrant green moss on the bear's body and that green is starting to overtake everything everything is kind of becoming that color it's a little bit like dorothy stepping into oz except instead of everything becoming colorful everything is sort of becoming this strange green color as if you have a film over your eyes. Akale, the appearance of the bear does not make your ruin goes up, go up, which means that you are not being pulled deeper into the woods magically or psychologically, or you are, you're otherwise keeping it together. How does it make you feel when you see the bear? Um, I feel that the visions shown to me by the ruinous ones I commune with uh, uh, are much, this pales in comparison to the things I've seen in my dreams and visions. So I, I just kind of ambivalence. I just look at it as if it's just a, it's merely a bear to me. I have no care or worry about it. And I'm just glad it's not coming for me. Indeed. Yoffrey and Orlin, you can join the other two or Orlin, you and Yoffrey can join the other two. <laughs> you can make your way past the encampment. You might catch a glimpse of what's happening as you push past the bandits. The bear is sort of standing up on its hind legs, its paws outstretched almost as if like welcoming the bandits and the bandits in their sort of stupor, their drug induced stupor. They they all start singing a song in unison and one by one they approach the bear in a manner of worship in a manner of confession kneeling at it and instead of giving them absolution the bear cleaves their skulls in two with its paws they don't even scream out they just accept this as their natural fate being one by one rendered in two. And they continue singing this song as you press further away. The song is an interesting one. It's almost like a, it would be a shanty if not for its sort of um, morose and morbid tone. But essentially, it's a song about people who found their way to the flocculent cathedral 
but promptly squandered the riches they brought back. They are people who found what they were looking for, but then the gloaming mire found them and took back what they had taken. People who met terrible ill fortune, even when they thought that they had achieved their heart's desires. I want each of you to tell me a verse you overhear that reminds you of your own background and how will you avoid the fate of the poor fool in that verse? Hmm. Think on it for a moment and whoever wants to speak, go ahead. I think there's probably something about a peasant boy finding a, a flower amongst the moss that, you know, grants immortality and using it before becoming moss himself. Um, and there's probably some moral in there about hoardings, ones, which is instead of giving it away. So, yeah, there's another verse about carrying, you know, gold and silver forged in blood going as it weighs the pilgrim down until they sink into the swamp, never to be seen. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the goal, you avoid that, uh, you have to let go. You have to drop it. Uh, you have to let go of the, uh, the gold and silver. Uh, so you will not be pulled into the depths. Mm. I a loss on this one. Uh, something about piety or respecting, <laughs> Uh, yeah beyond your control it's it, it speaks of um listening like following one's faith uh you know is what led is what leads to your downfall in the first place like you shouldn't follow the faith and i intend not to indeed i would like for everybody to make another ruin roll because of this uh strange communion going on in the encampment right now in the song just to see how it affects you great idea with the bear guys good job good job with the bear welcome welcome to the welcome to the four club my plan give them a party to to aggro to aggro (laughs) messianic moss bear (laughs) thanks for the rescue yeah traveling companion look Parda, you're going up yep how are you um feeling as you hear this song and uh, indeed maybe glimpse what's going on in the encampment yeah i started thinking back about my own how my own family was thrown out of power uh for i don't know things like uh uh demanding excessive uh, excessive tithing uh from other counts uh from other nobles and uh hoarding vast amounts of treasure uh, and not and being but still being miserly when it comes to paying the royal guard, uh, and uh, that how that greed, uh, unrestrained greed, uh, uh, caused everyone to literally stab um, most of my family in the back, uh, and uh, in, in a uh, bloody night of violence in a coup. Yeah, uh, so I am thinking: Am I following my family's path of uh, unrestrained greed? So, yeah, I'm indeed deeply conflicted. You, yeah, you all with Yafri in tow. The ens- your incense friend did not is not currently with you, but with Yafri in tow, you make your way past the bandits. You continue down this rough trail deeper into the mangroves. At one point, you come across 
an ancient but still standing well of rough but carefully fit moss-covered stones. There's a powerful smell of damp mold rising from it, and there are fat violet slugs lining the inside of the stones where the sun would not fall. So passes ring one. Ring two. Wherein the treasure hunters pass out of the mangrove maze and into an area of thick brambles and stunted trees with marshy soil. In fact, you don't get very far before you need to make camp because the sun was already going down and then you spent a fair amount of time dealing with bandits. And you've had a long day. It's hot. Eofri is recovering from a grievous wound. And everyone is maybe a little shaken by the sight of things they saw. Well, maybe not Akale, but everybody else is. <laughs> it's a boss. Bear moss. But maybe that's why Akale is on watch first, while everyone else has a fitful rest. And we're going to just zoom right up to that, Akale. Akale, I'm curious, while you have some time to yourself here with the others having their fitful sleep, how do you pass the time on watch? Uh, I'm probably reciting a, a litanies. Mm-hmm. Um, of heretical litanies, of course, not mm-hmm. not not of faith, but of heresy. And what is, uh, what is Darawan's deal? You know, I'm really I don't know. Uh, is Darawan a person or an entity or a god? Uh, I don't even know if it's established. Actually, well, you know, I can find out really quickly if it's a thing in the setting because I can do a Control F on our setting book real fast and see. So <laughs> I don't know offhand though. Is this in the the Trophy Dark book or is it separate? This book? is in Loom. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, if if it's anywhere, it'll be in Trophy Loom. Let's see here, Dara One. There are a f- there is um two references to Dara One in the book. Um, one doesn't say much. The other though, ah, here, this is interesting. This I'll just read this aloud to you. You might find it intriguing. Oh screenshot it too for um let's drop it into the uh chat and if you find this helpful use it if not eh, it's fine don't worry about it but it says darawan tattoos prophecies regarding the time and place in which entrances to oh this is in reference to this like kind of ancient archive this forbidden archive uh appear were recorded by a dream walker of the cult of darawan and tattooed upon the members of its innermost circle interesting so it looks like they use tattoos to complete rituals and open portals. Um, that's I interesting. Would, yeah. I would say instead of litanies, I would probably be uh, sticking poking myself. Oh, I like that. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Give myself a good old uh, swamp tat. You know. What is your tattoo going to do once you're done? Um, further open my mind to the, uh, the voices beyond the veil. Things that are oh, good. To better to better hear the message that I need to spread to those around me. Is how can you sp- like great traveling companions? I made a good <laughs> choice. How can you? How can you spread? How can you? How can you fight for the cause if you don't spread the word and hear it yourself? So you should have a rabid raccoon. Frankly, yeah. <laughs> Anytime you're on the road with a guy giving himself prison tats, the second you stop, <laughs> you know, you know, you're on the way to adventure. Yeah. You give of your skin to Darawan, and Darawan gives back Akale. In fact, as the ink penetrates the outer layer of your skin, that's when you look up and notice a thing. No doubt, a sign from Darawan. 
a little ways away from your camp. And I'll remind you that you're out of the mangrove forest now and in kind of a more open area. You see what appears to be a little hill silhouetted in moonlight. And there are two, looks like two figures sitting next to each other on this hill. And they're pointed in the direction of your camp. Maybe people spying on you, maybe something else, maybe something Darawan wants you to see. I don't know. But what do you do? That it's two people? Yeah, just like, yeah, just like you can't tell too much because of the distance, but um, yeah. What is their, uh, uh, what, what are they wearing? Like, what is their, what is their general appearance? I think you have to get closer. Oh, like, you can just, you can just see their silhouette for now. Yeah. Do they have a laser? <sighs> it's the moon. Okay. <laughs> the, the moon is what you're seeing. Oh, okay. I've see seen the silhouette of yeah. two people on a hill. Yeah. Um, hmm, interesting. I'll, uh, I'll go over and I'll, um, uh, I will, I'll kick Orlin. Hey. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, in my, in my, uh, affirmations of faith earlier, uh, I have been shown a portent of some sort. Did you uh, drink the Melgrog? You weren't supposed to drink the Melgrog. No, my visions come for free. I don't need to imbibe mm, substances. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But, uh, upon the completion of this new, uh, affirmation on my body, I was given a sign. There are two people watching us. Whether these are gifts from Darawan, I'm unsure. But I know you happen to be of of uh, one of a strong eye who can who's good at, at seeing, and hunting, and perceiving. Uh, at, least those, at least those things of the you can perceive the material world much better than I can. Uh, perhaps you may be able to make something of these two individuals. Uh, okay. Uh, do I make a perception check then? Or... Uh, just tell me what you're doing. How do you respond? Uh, can I see what he's talking about? Yeah, you can see the two figures silhouetted on, in the moonlight on this hill, kind of overlooking. It, it's hard to tell exactly what they're looking at, but it's in your, they're looking in your general direction. So. You, Orlin, you, you're such a fresh canvas. Perhaps I could assist you in your perceptions. I'm good. Thanks. Um, those two people appear to be standing on a hill. I'm aware, but what, what, what could it mean? What, need it mean something? Well, I mean, perhaps they have motivations uh, that are of ill intent towards us. I, had, I have no knowledge. I will tell you both, they have not moved even a single hair since you've been having this conversation. They are still, they're rigid. Entirely normal, right? I, I admit it is odd, uh, but I, you, you too must tell me of the cloistered hells you were raised in, where every actor is out to destroy you personally. It, it must be an interesting story. Yoffrey rolls over and says, Perhaps you could all have this conversation, I don't know, in the morning. <laughs> Sound advice. Why did we bring her? Uh, she was fleeing the um, infected giant predator that you brought into the camp with us uh, to help. I, yeah. I did not bring a bear. That would have that would be part of. I I do not commune with the nat- with the spirits of nature. Well, um, I admit I had trouble believing it when you told me it was you. Uh, but but 
why would you take credit for such a thing unless you did it yeah yeah i would never do such a thing Mm -hmm. um an entire forest or swamp around us and she ran our direction with us why 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 she she says because orlin and i are in love now can we all go back to sleep i that is no no we can't we're we're being watched wake up part part of that yeah, that, yeah. Oh, great! Now we're all awake. Oh, yeah. what, what's going on? What's what? You have knowledge of of symbolic things, right? Some sort of imagery, mm-hmm. or those mm-hmm. of those of the. What do you make of two figures standing upon a hill, uh, bathed in moonlight? Okay, this must mean what, something, what, right? Then, what, what, have they done anything? They have. They're, they're merely standing there. I find it peculiar. Uh, so I look at them. Um, do I notice anything? They're I mean, perfectly rigidly still. Have you perhaps considered st- statues, perhaps? Perhaps. Mainly this is to just annoy uh, Yoffrey here uh, at this point. Let I mean, it, how, how close is this hill? She says, she says, you have succeeded, friend. <laughs> so I am indeed very annoyed. Uh, <laughs> how, how, close is, how close are they to us? Like, how far away? Uh, I'd say probably like, I don't know, 100 yards or so. I'm going to get up. They could, well, they probably, if they are alive, they've heard this conversation, undoubtedly. Very quiet out here. Undoubtedly, yeah. says Yoffrey. If you get go- into trouble, I'll summon a Kraken with Ebola or whatever you need to uh, save yourself. I'm sure that'll help the situation. Yeah, you're very ungrateful. You are. Portland. Yeah, they won't be chasing us either. Um, so yeah. I, I just get up and walk over to them. Uh, very thoroughly annoyed. I shall, I shall, I shall accompany you. Right. I merely. As you get closer, mm-hmm. they don't. They don't respond to you. They don't make any movements. They don't do anything of any sort. Uh, and indeed, as you get closer, you realize that it is in fact two desiccated corpses sitting next to each other atop a flat rock on this little hill. And there are the rotted remains of what appears to be like a picnic lunch laid out between them. Hmm. And each of them has a hand placed in the other's mouth, which is filled with a fistful of loamy soil. Parda and Akale make a rune roll. Yep. Wonderful. This is normal. Yeah, me and Joffrey are holding it down at the camp, keeping the area secure. Oh, yeah. Checking the one. perimeter, you know. Oops, that's not the button yet. That's the button yet. Yeah. Actually, does not care. <laughs> Neither does Parta, apparently. Oh, no. Well, so <laughs> uh, it just, yeah, just a sort of grim tableau. What do you do? Oh, how romantic. Uh, symbols, is this, or, or uh, alchemy or rituals, is this uh, like a ritual sacrifice or anything? Symbols is an interesting way of asking the question because I think if you glance back at. Your other two companions, Iofri has sidled up to Orlin and says, oh, I thought we'd never be alone. Uh, yes, hello. Um, uh, why do you travel with these fools? They just sort of, you know how roads converge? They were just sort of there at the same time. Um, I, I figured it, it best in case I got you know, stuck in mud or something. I, I'm reconsidering the situation. Uh, prior to the bear incident, they were largely unintrusive. I'm doing my best not to think about the bear incident. It was, well, 
the whole situation was a little disturbing, don't you think? Uh, yeah. How did you find yourself out here? I was actually a member of that troop. Hmm. But I made an enemy of the wrong person and found myself in the pit. And though I survived my fight, I, well, I have a little memento, as you know, of the encounter. Uh, and also a burning desire to take my revenge upon them. But I wanted to be the one to cut their throats and to spill their guts. I did not think we were going to have some sort of bizarre murder communion with a bear tearing them limb from limb. Obviously, nor I. I, I'm glad you are okay. She says, and she kind of at this point like leans forward and she moves her hand to your mouth and she says, stick out your tongue. I do so. I got moss tongue. Got the your moss tongue, tongue. You extend your tongue and her eyes just widen in horror. She's like, put your tongue back. But to your eyes, Parta, mm-hmm. this looks like a very like romantic thing going on between the two of them. <laughs> you, you are bookended with some kind of... W- w- apparently affectionate touching between Eofri and Orlin, and then these two desiccated dead lovers. Akle, hmm. Parda, what are you doing? Well, perhaps they were uh, forbidden by their houses or families to see each other, and they decided to die together in each other's arms, eating, well... Or, yeah. or perhaps this is symbolic that she is going to be Orlin's downfall. Look at these two. No, I, I think the corpses were here first. Obviously, but they they represent something. There's you don't can't you see? There's hmm. there's intent here. There's yes, uh, I, I I see that, but that is rather Orland's business. I don't think uh, they didn't. They they you see these two are by themselves. They they uh, are linked to each. Are other. they not by themselves? Look yeah. at them. They're yes. Why do you care so much about Orlad? I mean, he he was very unhappy uh, with uh, us saving him from. Uh, I know, quite and, and quite ungrateful, yes. honestly. Um, yet we there is we some- are we are we are we're we're a traveling band. We we us three, or at least as of now, are a benefit to one another. And I can't see Alfred being anything other than a complication. Yeah, she knows this area. She might know this area better than we do. She is local, after all. Strength in numbers as well. Um, who knows what other demands the, the, the this forest will have of us before we, uh, this wilderness uh, will have of us before we get to the Flocculent Cathedral. Fair so, enough. Um, uh, yeah, but obviously keep an eye on her. But I, 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 yeah, I don't see any problems here. I think it's just a bit, nothing to do with me. I have a question about one of my rituals. Mm-hmm. What is what is the extent of animate a dead body? Is it just merely become animated and oh, you want to talk to it? Will it? Uh, it really just kind of depends on what we decide as we're talking about the die roll. I mean, at a I'm, basic level, you animate the body, but yeah, I think I'm going to animate the body with the intent of seeing if I can uh, talk to one of them. Oh, I like it. That's good. I. Um, I don't think I need a die roll because I don't think there's anything. There's no immediate danger. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just let you do it because you have the ritual. 
What does that look like, though? Um, I I move the body from its position into it. I, I draw uh, a kind of a uh, a circle mm-hmm. in, in the ground with various symbols, and then uh, place the body in the middle. And uh, I I cut my hand and I spill some of my own blood into it to give life to what which was once alive but is now dead. Mm-hmm. This particular skeleton you know the ritual has worked when it kind of turns its face desiccated withered not even any i mean it's just it's just teeth and gristle and bone and it turns to look at you like it's trying to speak what do you say what why why what happened why are you here what what what, what took place here Sisters. Oh. Sisters. They. They are. They are here. They are watching. Mm, Interesting. See. Are you watching this take place, Pardo? Oh, yeah. Make a ruin roll. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Oh, hello. You did it. I did it. How do you feel as you see, since your ruin's going up, you got a six. Yeah. And you're at ruin five now, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I. How are you being drawn deeper into the woods? Uh, the sisters are watching, uh, are watching you. I, I can feel, uh, so it's a night and the moon is out and probably some of the stars are out at least. And I can feel them watching me as though they are eyes, uh, the eyes of the sisters. So I feel, you know, thousands of eyes uh, upon me. I, I'm no longer alone in the safety of the darkness of the, of the wilderness. I'm now uh, on a, on a, uh, in the middle of church being condemned by a priest uh, for failing to remember my scripture as a child. Uh, so I feel very aware of myself and, uh, just anxious and yeah, feeling watched. The corpse continues to speak. Akale. You will meet three sisters. They will lie to you, but you must pretend that you believe them. Thank you for your information. Now you may rest again. <laughs> Meanwhile, Orlin. Perhaps as you are settling back in for the night, you can feel now the two little nubbins have grown into stalks and they're tickling the roof of your mouth. <laughs> Not great. Not great. I hate that. And harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even in this dim light, everything is that green. You see everything is green except for these two desiccated lovers. What do they look like to you? Um, I can see them as when they were alive and, and dying uh, in full color. Uh, and uh, but they're it, it's kind of a weird thing. I see them as alive, but then they're, it's like a, a um, sped up decay. 
Like I can see them alive as just after they died, like almost as though they're asleep and then their bodies start to rot and desiccate. Uh, and when the, it just keeps looping, uh, it's just this disturbing cycle of rot and decay. Um, and yeah, I love it. Yeah. But they're the only Fateful things sleep. in full color. Like everything else yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Fitful sleep, fitful sleep. The rest of the watches pass without incident. And the next morning comes. Pardo, you are now entitled to do the reduction roll because your ruin is at five. Mm-hmm. What that means is if you betray the group in some way, even if it's just a small thing, if you betray the group in some way, you get to roll a dark die. And if that dark die is lower than your current ruin, then no one notices the betrayal. Your ruin goes down no matter what, but um, you're rolling to see if the others notice your betrayal, basically. Or if you get away with it. Okay. So you can do that whenever you want, either before the morning comes or. Oh yeah. I, I maybe would, you wake up first. Yep. Uh, what do you think? I wake up first and steal some rations. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Who's uh, a little bit from uh Yoffrey. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. good. She's okay. probably not one to, uh, to get crossways with, but go ahead and yeah. roll um, reduction on the die roller. You sure you're a usurped nobleman? Seem seem pretty seems pretty standard operant nobleman behavior. Some habits die hard. Okay, who here is the weakest? <laughs> Their food is mine. Well, it worked. Uh... <laughs> oh, I misspoke earlier. Apparently, it's a light die roll, not a dark die. But in any case, um, yeah. yeah, you got a three, so that is cur- lower than your current ruin, and you are able to mm-hmm. you get all of Yoffrey's rations, what little bit she had with her. Or maybe it was probably just something Orlin shared with her, right? Because yeah. she ran in a hurry. So, But you're good. And everyone gets up, and you press deeper into the fen. Oh, part of it, you look uh, quite well fed. Good on you. You look good. <laughs> uh, well, well, uh, well uh, that's a oddly specific comment, Akalai. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, you, you look particularly, um, prophesized too. uh, <laughs> thank you. It's such a I, kind compliment. I'm busy looking for edible plants because my patient girlfriend has suddenly misplaced all her food. Yeah. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. It's easy to lose things. It was here. probably <laughs> a rat in the night or a raccoon. Yeah, yeah. A raccoon probably did it. Yes. What? They're I, everywhere. I frantically look around. Yeah. It's raccoons again. <laughs> the day, the day's march through this sort of more of kind of an open area with just lots of marshy soil and stunted trees. It's hot. It's quiet. Yoffrey doesn't have much to say. I don't know if any of you do, but probably the only thing keeping you company is just the sound of frogs. And bugs. I would say I'm talking at great lengths to Yoffrey about my face and how the tenants and how perhaps she should uh, join the cult of Darawan once I reestablish it. She says, perhaps when we get done with this little incursion, I could report you to the authorities and see you burned as a witch. I am no witch. The demonologist. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> And 
she mutters to Orlin again, the company you keep. You assume far more agency on my part than I have. Uh, yes. I imagine these two are a little bit like a sort of rash that one doesn't necessarily choose for themselves, but nevertheless find themselves afflicted with, and they grow and persist. Like tongue nubbins. Yeah. Wonderful topic of conversations all around. The the yeah, the only thing that could make this stomp through a bog more pleasant than a discussion of religion is bringing up certain persistent medical conditions of the party. So, good job, honey. (laughs) Um, The bog is a place of quiet contemplation from now forward. (laughs) Consider the bog. Stop saying weird shit. (laughs) Speaking of bugs. Oh, no. It starts first as a sort of light pitter-patter, like rain before a torrential downfall except this rain is more sideways like and it is not water it is small flying bugs that slap 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 against your cheek a dragonfly smack against your nose a flying cockroach slaps against your forehead and then the intensity increases the downpour as it were becomes a thick swarm of buzzing, biting, stinging insects. They are spattering over your body. And the swarm is so thick, you actually start to lose sight of each other. The bugs are getting into your eyes, your ears, your hair. They smack against your face and crawl into your mouth and you have to spit them out. You can feel centipedes writhing around your feet, trying to wriggle into your boots. The buzzing becomes so loud, you can't even hear each other. And so now you are visually and auditorily cut off from one another. It's starting to hurt. It's starting to, well, if you have to endure this much longer, you might end up being part of the local food chain. Can I remedy this? Yes. Everyone has to describe how they're trying to navigate the bug swarm safely. Uh, I, I, I seek skills local, and rituals are very helpful here. Yeah. I seek local plant life that I can burn the sensor. So I, I will try and gas myself around them to, I, I will I like invent centronelle is basically yeah. what I'm seeking to do. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Create a, a powerful nimbus of, of repellent smoke. Yeah. That's good. Um, that could work for the whole group if you had time to. Well, I can help. I have alchemy, so yeah. I could. I could. Uh, I was also. Thinking oh, like okay, a, good. Yeah, yeah. Along the same work together. Lines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I like that. Akale, might you be able to help in this endeavor? Ooh, um, no, I <laughs> lack any. Uh, I attempt to negotiate with the bugs. If they would please <laughs> cease and desist from what they are currently. No, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I am going to, I'm sure uh, we have standard like adventuring equipment amongst ourselves. Yeah, you have whatever would be. Uh, I'm going to pull out a, my torch from my pack. I'm going to attempt to light it and just fling it in front of me to try and like burn them away. If they, yeah. if they want to stay, they'll probably stay away from the fire. If I keep the fire close to me. Yeah, that sounds good. So I think just to kind of put everybody in in um, 
kind of in little groupings here. I think for some reason, Yoffrey and Akale are together. Uh, Yoffrey got, you all got kind of separated, but Yoffrey has managed to kind of find Akale in the swarm. And at first she thinks it's Orland. She's like, oh, good. I found, oh, (laughs) I found you. What are we going to do about this? Uh, do you have, you have a torch? Do you, do you, no, you didn't. You left. No, I ran in something of a hurry. Well, stay near me. I will, I will light this torch and we will uh, hopefully give us some brief respite from these damned she bugs. A, she has a cloak and she'll try to put the cloak up to kind of give you a little bit of a shield to light the torch. At least. Thank you. Thank you. Let's have a risk roll for the, for you and Diofri. Um I think, Basically, just getting through the swarm is kind of what's at stake here. Uh, but Ross and Caleb and myself, uh, we can each say what we think could go wrong if you fail. Uh, Yoffrey's cloak catches on fire. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, I'm going to go real hard. I'm going to go real hard and say you you can't save Yoffrey. Oh, no. Jeez, uh, I'm trying to think what else could go wrong. Uh, I. Oh, you can't get a fire. It's full to build a fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a it's a bog. Turns out wood that yeah. burns is yeah. at a premium. Yeah. Yeah, good. Um all right, let's take let's talk dice. Okay, so you have demons, negotiation, trickery, and omens. None of these things seem helpful for <laughs> lighting a torch. And, um, <laughs> drop about, away them away, unless you can make a good case for it. Trickery. I purposefully light Yoffrey on fire. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, that's good. Uh, have Yoffrey have be your, your fire shield. Um, that won't go poorly. Embrace okay, the inner light. Indeed. You have one light die. Let's talk uh, Devil's Bargains. Everyone can make an offer. Uh, Devil's Bargain. Uh, Yoffrey survives and knows you tried to kill her. Uh, Yoffrey doesn't survive. Yeah. The fire reveals what Yoffrey really is. Oh, it's oh, good. <laughs> no. I, you got to get that one, right? You I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. All right. You've got two light dice, and the dark die is automatic because of the inherent danger of the situation. So roll two light, one dark. Okay. Six okay. light. Very good. All right. Um, you will safely defend yourself from the bugs. Be thinking about how you're doing it. We're going to come back to this scene in a bit. Let's check in with Parda and Orlin. So it sounds like Parda, you're taking uh, the principal role, or no, you're you're no, you're the help. Uh, yeah, yeah. Orlin's taking the principal role here, mm-hmm. looking for plants to help create this uh, sensor. Uh, I love all that. Um, everyone else gets to say what we think could go wrong. Uh, Ross, Baz, and myself. Mm. As as we're lighting it, we're distracted. We're moving around, and we uh, stumble literally into like a staircase, like a, a ruined staircase leading downwards. So we tumble down these stairs into the dark. I will say, since you're doing this uh, alchemy on the fly, you're not really sure what exactly you're trying to make here, and it ends up attracting more bugs. They love it, whatever you've created. And now you're the uh, now you're their favorite thing. I'm gonna say, yeah, you, a similar idea. Maybe you attract like the king of the bugs. Yeah. Like oh, the queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be that could like be a problem. 
Yeah. Anyway, these are all possibilities of failure. Let's talk about dice. Uh, I'll give you your first light die for the plants. Um, and we assume that in this scene that um, Parda is helping. Uh, but if we actually need the die, then we'll d- address that. But we assume that Parda is helping regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about devil's bargains. Hmm. Um, uh, who's a, a small but vicious raccoon. Uh, <laughs> like they're all they're all vicious. Uh, steals like grabs something. Uh, from uh Orland's person, you know, like drive by theft or you know run by theft of a raccoon. Some of the plants you burn also happen to be hallucinogenic, and you both cause yourselves. The hallucinations you receive from uh, imbibing the smoke uh, actually make some of the things that Akle has been saying make sense when it comes to his religion or their religion. (laughs) A little conversion here. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually like the idea of the stairs from earlier. Uh, You like fall down some stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll take the devil's bargain with the stairs. Okay. Give myself another dice. You got two light dice and um, I think a dark die because of the bug situation. Uh, okay. Six hey. light. Hey, there you go. I'll let you both describe how you're helping, though, even though we didn't get dice from Parta. Parta, you were still there doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, start off the narration first, Orlin. What does it look like when you're preparing this sensor? Uh, I am just basically getting out my mortar and pestle and uh getting the bowl part and filling it with this um you know the leaves of this various thing i can find and trying my best to dry them off and uh pack them down and then i get netting from my various you know rigging on my back for travel and and place it underneath the bowl and and light it on fire and just sort of sort of swinging it around like a sensor to spread the smoke you know and then how does your alchemy help out part of um I mentioned Orion could just tell me like, oh, I need, you know, this uh, you probably made it dry enough to burn because yeah, yeah. we're in a fucking swamp and yeah. that's pretty magical. Yeah. yeah. Well, also I know the plants. Like if you need a certain plant, I can, I, I know what to look for and, and can get it to, uh, yeah. So yeah, both of those things. Like, yeah. You're able to create the smoke and the smoke creates, um, has a dissipating effect that allows you to move deeper into the woods without having to it enough of the bugs still get through to where it's uncomfortable, but it's at least it's not dangerous. Meanwhile, a little ways away going in the same basic direction, but not near you all at this point is Yafri and Akale. I'm going to take the narration on this one, actually Mm. Akale, because you were, your intention was to light the cloak on fire, right? To create a fire shield. Yes. (laughs) And your devil's bargain is, she reveals who she really is. And I think these two things go hand in hand very well because as you light her on fire, she actually likes, she, she knows what you're doing as the fire is going up her cloak. She says, Oh, you think you're so clever. You think you've, you're killing two birds with one stone. You are one who has lived your entire life deceiving others and now deceiving yourself. You think your silly little tattoos are going to see you into the next world. At this point, her whole body is like engulfed in the flames and the bugs are spreading away from her. 
and as the flames like rise up her clothing, she seems totally unbothered by it. Hell of a woman. <laughs> but anyway, she's kind of calling you out, Aglae. Mm. What what manner of creature are you? Repent. To whom? Fall to your knees in the muck and recommit yourself to the faith. Abandon your deviltry. For I I am Saint Fatima, patron of charcoal burners, queen of the hearth, mistress of fire-cracked wood. And though you are not in my realm, my power here is not inconsequential. At this point, the fire has completely engulfed her. I don't like that. (laughs) And she has, like, it's almost like the char, the charring of her flesh is actually like her true state. She is this like charred being. She's almost taking the fire inside of her. And now she's just this, like, she's like a walking, crackling, kindling of wood. Do you reject your heresy? What if I refuse? It will be noted in the silver book. Book of lies. A book of truth. A ledger. The only truth is that which you make yourself. There is no absolute truth. Very well, then. Your name shall be entered on this ledger. And it will need to be balanced before the end. Joffrey! Yeah, Orlan, your girlfriend's fucking weird, man. <laughs> Proceed apace with your deviltry, sinner. <sighs> tell the rat catcher. Tell the rat catcher. I'm sorry for the deception. See? Lies. You're not but lies. Everything about you and your faith are lies. You deceived that poor man. I do want you to roll ruin right now. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I like that the you, you summon the dead and they told you you'll meet three sisters. You need to lie. They will lie to you, but you need to act like, yes. Look, dead people, notoriously honest. Yeah. yeah. The Truth dead, what, do they got, what do they got to hide? What did the, the dead, dead person said? You need to agree with the, the, the sisters and then just be lying about that. <sighs> like, uh. You got a four on your ruin roll, which means you're keeping it together. Maybe it's maybe it's your defiance that's helping you keep it together, right? Yeah. 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 I am, I am, if not anything, a zealot towards my faith. So I, I refuse to. Uh, even, even that, I could not, I could not accept her truths. They, they. Mm. She. I also love that you engaged in a witch burning because there were skeeters. Just <laughs> there's mosquitoes around. <laughs> what do I have she, that's flammable? Yeah. <laughs> she walks. She leaves you to it, and. You also are protected enough from the bugs to where you can keep proceeding deeper. And indeed, you'll meet up with the others. Yoffrey is not with Akale. Uh, you don't even know that she was ever with Akale, actually. She might have just gotten lost. But I think we can discuss that <laughs> at a certain point. Because right now, you are actually find yourself in a place... It's like um, like a crumbled structure. And I think rather than falling down the stairs, I like the idea of I'm kind of reinterpreting our devil's bargain a little mm-hmm. bit to say that 
you find these stairs going down into this crumbled structure. Looking down, you can see that this used to be a temple of some sort or some sort of some sort of promenade because what it is is it's a path stone path lined with effigies of the sisters this is the sort of thing you would be very used to seeing though the way that these are fashioned speak much more to ancient caldor in the way they're fashioned they are more iconographic as opposed to detailed they're more about ideas and symbols rather than perfect renderings of the sisters. But nevertheless, each of them represents a sister. Do I recognize them? Like, hey, why is yeah. there a statue of a girlfriend? <laughs> well, so here's the here's the um here's the question. Mm-hmm. You find the stairs going down into it mm-hmm. because of your devil's bark, and the choice of whether you go down in there or not is up to you. Um I, I would say we at least go down to the bottom of the stairs and look around to see if it looks like a path forward. Um, that's safer than like, you know, swarms of insects in the swamp. Yeah. A basement in a bog. Yeah. It's a wonder that this civilization collapsed. Uh, but it might provide some respite from these terrible pests swarming us. Okay, where's Joffrey? Have you seen her? <laughs> I haven't found you guys yet, have I? Yeah, you're you're all together now. Oh, oh no, she must have been lost in the insect swarm. <laughs> I say very deadpan and with no, not even attempting to cover up the fact that I may have done something to Joffrey. So do I perceive that or do I need to make a roll for that? Or mm, you can I think just we can handle it out of character if you think you believe. <laughs> I don't <not>. believe <laughs> I don't believe him for a second. It, it it would be the good justification for a reduction roll, but Akalay's not entitled to make them yet. So Orlin, I tell you that your your companion was not who she claimed to be. What have you done to her, you fanatic? What she attempted to do to me is more important. What is that? Convert me to her faith. So you killed a woman? That was no woman. I I back away horrified by this insane zealot amongst us. I assure you, she is quite alive and um, quite engulfed in flames, probably still. Uh, But those are flames of her creation, not mine. Are you claiming she's Saint Fatima? Of the hearth? Uh, She claimed that she was. And boy, did she make a strong case for it. Wait, (laughs) how did she get get to be on fire? Well, of course, I set her on fire to begin with. I needed a way to get the bugs away. But as you can see, um, interestingly enough, that also uh, revealed who she actually is. Um, So I... uh, I guess in a way, I guess in a way, she was right. I did kill two birds with one stone. Indeed, if you glance down into this stone-lined path at the bottom of the stairs, mm-hmm. you'll see one of the effigies at the mention of Saint Fatima, or perhaps this is what inspired the mention of Saint Fatima. One of the effigies is holding a burning, a burning fire in the stone hands. A little. Yeah, that's it. That's her. 
That's that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, that, does it look like her? No, because they're kind of rendered uh, like mm-hmm. more like abstract, kind of primitively. Yeah, yeah, abstract. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no reason to believe he did anything but set a woman on fire in well, a bar. Yeah. You can you can believe whatever you want. All right. <laughs> Are you all going down there though? Uh, yes. I'm going down there without any further discussion of these idiots that have joined me on the road. One of whom is possibly a serial killer. Uh, Heretic? Are you going down where all these shrines of the sisters are? Yes, of course. I have to. Perhaps I can defile this. uh, Indeed. This temple of lies. uh, So here's a question. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so I I take Accolade's side. So did you follow the instructions of the dead? Fuck no. Oh, well, that's a bold strategy there to get a prophecy and ignore it well yeah well it's I mean, not my place to say but i'll i'll look i'll 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 adorn my flesh later and i'll consult with that and then we'll it was so we may we meet three sisters is what it said yeah sounds like it was really one yes well two i'll admit perhaps two more will convince me but that one was rude and uh <laughs> with her you know well, hopefully Darawan can protect you from their wrath. Darawan does not protect. Well, okay. Let us proceed forward. Indeed. I Yeah, I left the sensor fire in case Joffrey wants to come find us. It isn't entirely dead, but he did say he set her on fire. So I'm assuming yeah. there's not much reason to go Orlin. on a search. Orlin, I, I, I assure you, she's quite alive. Well, We'll, we'll see never. if Yoffrey turns up later. Mm-hmm. We'll never understand you religious fools. Que- question, Zealot. Uh, uh, indulge uh, a, a simple peasant rat catcher. Okay. Uh, if the world is a house, who is it owned by, if not the gods? The world is not a house. Do you not live in it? Temporarily. Do they not live in it? It's a house of lies. Oh, wonderful. Well, in this house of lies, do you have much control over the house? Can you add new structures? Do you decide how it is run? Do you get to choose when there is mealtime? Of course. I make oh, I we all make those choices. You fool. You don't you do not pick the weather, you do not pick what grows in the fields. Uh you have no bearing here. So if it is a house and you are in it, but you do not own it, what are you? A tenant. You are a pest. And as a pest, let me tell you from my own personal experience, it is in your best interest to minimize interaction with owners of the house. Uh, and all yet you religious fools intend going on the counter and stealing whatever cheese you can find and chittering as if you own the place. And then you act surprised when the owner of the house grows cross with your behavior correct me if i'm wrong rat catcher but don't those same pests carry the potential to down the house as we chew through the wood and framework if they are left alone and i have killed many a pest who made themselves known (sighs) to the owners of the house and yet many house so fool as to light a woman on fire in front of them which is a bit of a tell uh yeah yet many houses still collapse despite your works so perhaps you are the one who has engaged in uh in in a false cause 
The rats do not wish the house to collapse. They wish to survive. Perhaps you should adjust your perception and convert to my religion, which is not being killed. Uh, do the rats do the, do, but do the rats also not carry pestilence that kills the tenants of those houses? Again, not my concern. If I am dead, uh, I, 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 once, I, I can't talk to this fool. I, once I'm, I restore the church, the cult of Darawan, our numbers shall be legion. And no, you're preaching. God. You're preaching to an empty section of hallway. That's yeah, delving care. further into the haunted. Room I, I have been marching you. ahead this entire. They, uh, they, they are still standing there. You guys left, and he is. They are exalting their faith to the wall. He does not care that you aren't there. <laughs> I, like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's wrap up here. Mm-hmm. You are down in this. I mean, it's an open air space, but it sort of looks like it used to be you know, much grander and indeed a structure, even though it's not anymore, but it's a path filled with effigies of the sisters. One of which is St. Fatima, but there are others as well. And I think at this point, I would like to know you each have a current occupation, herbalist, sorcerer, and demonologist. There is an effigy for a sister for each of these occupations. I'd like to know, um, what does their what uh what offerings have been left for that sister connected to your occupation and do you leave your own offering or akale do you um profane the shrine in some way i know uh are there uh names or can we make up the names uh you can just come up with a name okay. now or you can just say the holy mother of whatever uh yeah the holy mother uh saint eloda uh elodia the saint of calls and banishings uh, it was used to summon uh celestial and holy beings angels to do uh works that uh mortals could not uh and i leave a stick of incense um, as is used for such things. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, yeah. Uh, part is not particularly religious one way or the other, but can't hurt to play both sides, you know, <laughs> Orlin, you might see the saint of rat catchers too. If not herbalists, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, I imagine herbalists are a more popular theocratic invention. Um, I, I will say it is, uh, uh, grandmother Grobina, uh, she is the the saint of herbalism. Um, uh, she must be offered uh, uh, dung, pus, uh, spit, um, any anything that is gross and vile. For she is redemptive, uh, and 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 turns it into fertilizer for new life. So you know, uh, I am not overly superstitious, but I spit on her statue as I go by, which is a sign of respect. Uh, for it waters the plants that shall grow. Yeah. I will say that the the um, saint of demonologists is the lady of discordance. Uh, to understand demons, one must become. To understand a demon is to embrace madness, and she uh, sacrificed made that sacrifice for those that study demonology. She she's the inspiration for uh, those who practice the arts. And in her hands is a prism that refracts light in a chaotic sense. When the, whenever my torch is in front of it, it scatters various colors of light across. And 
Um, I take the uh, I take the prism, I throw it on the ground, shatter it. Very nice. Which is not a sign of respect. <laughs> As you're all either <laughs> giving offerings or otherwise doing profane actions, you start to hear buzzing from up above. The drone of the bugs, the swarm of bugs. But the swarm has formed like the arch of a temple or a cathedral, blocking out the light entirely. This intense buzzing, it stops sounding like buzzing altogether and takes on a musical quality. Thousands upon thousands of chitinous angels singing their droning song, sheltering you from the heat here in the sanctuary of the sisters. And so passes ring two. And I think that will conclude our session for today as well. Um, if we have a couple of minutes, I'd like to just do a quick like debrief, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. I had a good time. Um, so the debrief I'd like to do is called Stars and Wishes. Uh, stars are things that you enjoyed about the session, uh, like, you know, something from the incursion, something one of your fellow players did, something I did, something just a story beat, whatever you want, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and as many things as you want. And then wishes are things that you hope to see next time with the characters, like something you hope happens with the characters. Um, whoever wants to go first, take it away. Uh, I mean, I, in structure, I really like how uh, it's a very collab. There's a lot of collaborative world building uh, in terms of fleshing out the the setting and our relationships with each other and just the world in general. I, I really like that. How in this particular game, like just setting the tone right at the start with the like seeing the settlement at the edge of the 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 mangrove trees, you know, at the at the edge of the forest uh, was <laughs> a lot of fun and really like yeah. I, I, so I really liked how how it got started, and, you know, that really set the tone for the rest of the game. So that was really cool. Yeah, I'm a star for me is I um I really enjoyed the story that I, I am enjoying the story that we're creating, and I think everyone did a really good job of like settling into who their character is, mm-hmm. um, which is great because you don't have a lot of time to do that, right? Like you kind of have to get to the good stuff right away in this game, and so I think everyone did a great job with that, and I really liked how the devil's bargains and things affected the story, like the stuff with the pit fighting and the, mm-hmm. you know, the wounded Yofri and just all the different things that like the incursion did not entertain. Like it's not in the text anywhere, but we created it. And I thought that was really uh, a lot of fun. It was really, mm-hmm. really good. Demon bear is cool. Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> this game is incredibly elegant and it's like how it's executed. I, I am, I am in love with this system. Oh, good. This is it was just yeah the way the yeah the way just the story is built as you're playing with Phil. so i don't know i think the lack of any like real crunch mechanic really helps also make it even more immersive that i don't have to like refer to a sheet of like mm-hmm. stats and numbers and tables to like know what the hell i'm doing like it can just it, it, it's it feels as close to like pure role playing as you can get without you know literally just sitting around and acting out stuff with people mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's got just it's just enough mechanical overlay yeah <laughs> to, to, make it, to make it go <laughs> yeah i love it yeah yeah i like it quite a bit i think it's taken on the I, I mean it might just be the the nouns chosen to 
provoke the story discussion, but it's getting very, you know, high romance. You know, I'm surprised Joffrey wasn't named, you know, Virtue or like some Pilgrim's Progress <laughs> ass uh Catholicism say, yeah, she's wounded in the side and lit on fire and revealed a saint. Yeah, like, yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah, it was very fun. I enjoyed it. I really like how look forward to finishing it. Yeah. yeah uh, I really like towards the end how we were role playing to the point where like our point of view was affecting our dialogue, like talking about the, you know, your, um, Caleb's character talking about like the metaphor of the pests in the house. Uh, and it's like, oh, who lives in the house? And I was like, oh, they're tenants. And then like Caleb's like, no, they're pests. You know, like, <laughs> like the 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 former landlord and the and the rat and the exterminator. Like, yeah, how that affected their worldview. That, that whole that whole little philosophical argument was really good. Yeah. It was like a, it was a great capstone to the to the scene. Yeah. Um, like, it's funny that like like it's interesting that like it's almost like uh saint fatima or yoffrey or whoever she is she almost like it's almost like her presence like provoked this conversation right mm-hmm. like because she's there to get you to repent of your ways and to see a different way of doing things right and it's almost like um to me it almost felt like orlin was like her uh her creature in this whether orlin intended to be or not right like because because orlin is like challenging akale the the I, I should, I guess I shouldn't be surprised about the religious themes because the incursion is called the Flocculent Cathedral, but <laughs> they were very, very pronounced in this, right? Like there's lots of like very pronounced religious mm-hmm. symbolism and stuff. Um, uh, I, I don't normally like to give stars to myself, but I really love the, the bear, the, 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 the hallucinating bandits praying to the bear while it tore them apart. Like that was really, really, um, just in my mind. Uh, that felt great. Yeah. <laughs> it was magical. Yeah. It was like very horrifying. Um, <laughs> but with these like religious overtones, which I thought was great. So. Yeah. It's very Canterbury like, Tales meets yeah. Blasphemous yeah. the video game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's not a bad way of describing it, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Also, um, the name Flocculent Cathedral is so evocative, but I can't quite pin what it is evo- evoking in my head. I just, it it's unsettling and sounding. Yeah. I yeah. I, the, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it was like, a very carefully chosen title. We wanted it to sound like ominous. Yeah. You know, it's not something you immediately know what it means, right? Yeah. Right. What I know what flocculent means. I know what a cathedral is. And putting the two together doesn't form good visions in my head. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. It will be yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah no. I, Any I, wishes for the story? Um. Yeah, I really want to see how how big of a hole how deep of a hole act they can dig themselves into yeah yeah we got to see the other two sisters now right like, yeah, yeah i'm trying to i'm yeah. trying to speed run myself into damnation at this point <laughs> <laughs> well that was my wish too i'm curious if um i'm curious if akale will like either out of necessity or something else will like have a a recommitment to mm-hmm. faith or a re or a reconversion like or will akale just like keep kind of trying to tear it all down. I think that's really intriguing. Like, I think it's really interesting that like we had just had that conversation about being burned as a heretic and then you set her on fire. Like, I thought that was really, I didn't even like, that was just almost accidental. Like it, yeah. it just kind of happened, mm-hmm. uh, which I really loved. Um, lost on me. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I'm very curious to see if I'm very curious to see if like Parda's Royal nature has, 
if there's like an element of that that will be relevant in the story like i hope it does like i hope something about your past yeah. as a noble or or something about nagana will like kind of be in the story i don't know the way yet but i yeah. hope it does so we'll see um, um i do know yeah. like i was tempted to like i i didn't quite go there because like it was re- the, that that last philosophical thing was primarily between you know uh accolade and orland but like i was like well, you know, Cable say like, "Oh, you you don't want to. You got to be small so the the you know the the owner of the house doesn't kill you as a pest." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, well, it's better to die than live as a pest, you know, like that. that <laughs> right, you know, yeah. so like I think that's my character. The one decided if he's if uh part is going to be like repent and be like, "Oh no, it's better to live as a pest," or like, "No, <laughs> give me glory or de- death." You know, fuck this. I gotta be a. I gotta be a royal somewhere. Uh, or I gotta die horribly. Yeah. So, but that's yeah. Will you end up being the, uh, uh, the the Will you end up being the king of the uh, Nagana of the of the Fen? Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And for Orlin, I was actually really enjoying this sort of like little like kind of romance going on, even though apparently uh, Eofri was just using you and lying the whole time, um, <laughs> but. Uh, but I'm curious if that will be revisited. I'm curious if you'll meet St. Fatima slash Eofri again, or, um, what that all means and what it means for Orland's view of, of the faith as well. I'll be very curious to see how that goes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no, I have no requests. Uh, I had, I didn't even know the, the, the premise of the setting before we started. So I'm, I'm surprised and quite enjoying it. So I'm, yeah. I'm down for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. Well, I don't think I have anything else. Um, this was a real pleasure, and I can't wait till we get a chance to finish it. Yeah, um, very. If people want to play trophy, where can they find out about it on the internet? We'll put links in the show notes, of course. But yeah, um, so uh, we're actually just getting ready to send out the uh, the books to folks who back the Kickstarter. But you can get the PDFs um, on Drive Through RPG. Uh, there's three different. Uh, PDFs. There's Trophy Dark, which is the game we just played. Trophy Gold is the sister game, which is much more of a traditional, like kind of fantasy dungeon crawler, but uses a lot of the same underlying tech. And then um, Trophy Loom is the is like a setting book for the setting. And so uh, all three of them are kind of setting books. They all have elements of the setting in them, but Loom is like pure setting uh, mm. for the world of Trophy. So those are all available in PDF form on Drive Through RPG, and uh, we do have like uh, we do have retail distribution uh, once that once that's ready to go. So you should be able to buy Trophy in stores fairly soon. So cool. Yeah. And uh, there's a website there like TrophyRPG.com or Trophy. Uh, it's TrophyRPG.com. Yep, and that's got um, there's. Uh, I think you can sign up for like a newsletter where we'll tell you when things are happening. So. It's got a really cool yeah. dice roller app for it too. So yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the little character keeper. Yeah. We're all about online play in the gauntlet. So yeah. we try to make online play as smooth as possible. Sounded so, a really good yeah. job. So yeah, cool. Yeah. We'll definitely try and finish, uh, conclude this with part two at some point. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. 